This is Chrome Bills, by the way. Chrome Bills. And we're drunk. Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. We built it from the ground floor. Pound for pound as we found a crowdsource. Now you hear a loud roar and a downpour of A.O. from the south. SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you go. Subscribe and leave a comment. Be a friend of the show. Seize Mike, Steve, Bill, Zane, K, Chromosome. Want a Chrome Bill shirt? Pay Palace the dough. The intro and the interlude's new. There's something huge in the interview. Who are you? Who are you? True. We'll see through like an x-ray. I pass it to C's with a fabricated segue. So press play and let us send the energy. Throughout the potosphere to all our friends and enemies. Eventually we gotta let it go viral Be sure to stay tuned for the episode title This is that time where I make a quick joke And write a quick note So it ends up on a clip show Yo, this shit's dope ah, Making each app better than the last show Either way I'm staring at Steve's cat's show If this is a road trip, let me hold you down Make that trip from NYC to Chrome Bill South It's Chrome Bill Shaw It's Chrome Bill Shaw It's Chrome Bill Shaw it's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. You must want to want to be in the in the in the in the book of what records is the dumbest motherfucker, 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 motherfucker alive. Wow. Introducing the one and only Shawnee Camera. Yo. Chrome Bills episode 161. Let that beat ride. Johnny, where you freestyle? Check it. Yo, yo, yo. I feel like my grandmother. Ooh. I can't figure out the Google Hangouts. I feel spaced out, wigged out, bugged out. Severe flow. He's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> he had a severe flow on it. You have a nice rap voice, dude. I'm feeling it. Oh my god. You can be thugged out and drugged out. Oh. Acting like a Cub Scout. Whoa. Give him Google to mean mug now. Uh, <laughs> Chrome Bills, baby. Uh, Steve, I'm really feeling this beat. You better keep that for me. It is yours, Mr. Harper. Fire flames. So, my man. Have you ever heard those stories about where, like, David Letterman brings someone on, you know, to do an interview on a show or, or Stephen Colbert? And uh, they do, like, a prep interview in the green room before they actually go live with the interview on the show. Absolutely. So at Chrome Bills, we accidentally did that about two weeks ago with our guest tonight, Shawnee Cameras. With a two-hour Because hours. we recorded about a two-hour episode, two-and-a-half-hour yeah. episode. It was it was long. It was, it was uh, Ken Burns style. <laughs> and it was classic. There was some good stuff there. So uh, unfortunately, it sounded like it was recorded underwater on an AM radio. Like, you could definitely make it out and... I've definitely listened to worse stuff while driving cross country at four o'clock in the morning, but it was not going to work in 2019. So here we go. This is round two. Chrome Bills with the one and only Shawnee Cameras. Welcome aboard, my friend. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, I feel a lot of humility for not having to know how to work the Googles and the microphones, <laughs> which were so lovingly given to me by the guys at Chrome Bills. Love my T-shirt. The tea's looking and, good. Is, uh, that a, is that a large on you or a medium? It, 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 it's a large. It's a it's it's a, it's a medium good, large. It's a tight it's a tight Thank large, you. right? It, no, it's perfect. Actually, it flows like an NBA tee where it goes down to like my knees. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like Kyrie Irving about to do warm ups in this bitch. 
You got, um, the, you got the red. That's the American Apparel red too, right? See, that's not the uh, that's not the janky follow up red. Oh, uh, that could be the. I don't know. It might be that. Might be a second edition. I don't know. I, I do have to say something that uh, I, oh. I don't. I don't know how this is going to go, considering this is like seeing the magician for the second time, where you know all of my tricks, and you, you've, you, I've like, uh, I've like already given you all these amazing things. I don't even know what to say. It's like, so Sean, want to rehash that one story you told us two weeks ago? That was the story two weeks ago. <laughs> let's start. Let's start uh, with the. Um magazine cover oh fuck all right cool let's hit them hard out the gate man right that yeah, was a, that's that, great thanks that was a what, tell me the name i want to say accelerator no what's the name of the magazine no for sure uh revolver revolver, revolver sorry is, yeah 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 like a rock and hardcore and punk and uh yeah uh music online music mag and um it's, so check this is actually kind of funny so after i did the episode Last time the the, the nine part yep. DMV right. hip hop narrative Ken Burns <laughs> <laughs> from LA uh, retrospective that I, the only reason why I quote unquote cut short is because I had to go to the comedy store to go see some friends okay. um, and big, at, big Jay Okerson right I want to hear after, Jay, after this story I want to hear how that goes oh my god for sure so I go to the corner store to like go pick up like a pack of smokes and, and call an Uber and I'm on and as I'm waiting for the Uber my buddy is texting me he's negotiating with me about what how much i would want for that photograph and so i'm like waiting for the uber and then the uber shows up we agree on a price whatever i'm on the flight the next like two days later or whatever it was and uh they're asking me for like high reses and i'm like yeah bet 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 send send me the money lebowski so like yeah i check my shit i get the paypal i send over you know the thing and then i'm in midair and uh and I see that it hits revolver and I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's are you, incredible. But you didn't know what it was for. You didn't know why he no. was asking for okay. I knew it was for press. And okay. basically, like, you know, I did it through you know, my homie's the one who linked it up. And basically I was like, Yeah, like they needed a photo of all four of them. All the other ones were just the three of them, Dave and my boy Drew and Vic. But the, this guy Johan, who plays keys and is like one I don't know what he does besides play keys, but you know, they, there wasn't any of the four of them. So I had happened to take this photograph with my, I've been picking up disposable cameras. I think I talked about this on the last one. Yeah. Uh, I've been picking up 35 millimeter disposables, little Fuji film joints. Shout out to Fuji, sponsor me. Um, from <laughs> CVS, picking up the two packs, you know, two packs for like 1999 and then shooting these house shows and stuff that they, that they were doing. So long story short is I, I ended up, uh, my boy Drew invited me to go to, this place called Max Senate, which was the original Charlie Chaplin, uh, Doug Fairbanks, United Artist place where they shot like a ton of their movies. Uh, and it's also the place that, you know, from the Remember the Time music video with Michael Jackson. Um, they painted the walls wow. of the soundstage huh. that and you can go there now and still, you know, see that whatever. So they're shooting a bunch of content there for the um, like a bunch of music video content. They were going through each track. We had a crowd there. We're shooting this. We're shooting that. And at the end of it, uh, my homie Drew, like, pulled all the guys together real quick. And I just, like, laid down on the floor, like, and the stage was above me. I had three frames. And I just clicked off three frames. Mm. And that's the one that made it to the press and revolver. So, yeah, it was mad humbling. It was really dope. It was really, really dope. Wow, man. Congratulations. 
Thank you, man. Yeah, it's I'm, been a I'm while. I'm here trying to find it online. Yeah, type in uh, Revolver 93 Punks, and it's awesome because it actually, a P-U-N-X, and it debuted uh, on the same, like, issue story day as uh, the new Tool album came out. So I'm hope you know, I haven't, I haven't seen any, like, you know, increase in followers or anything, but I think it's cool <laughs> that, that that's where that lives, did like, you, did, with the new Tool album. And they put your... They put your math in the in the front cover or whatever. Yeah, they put my PayPal information, so anybody that wants it can just like send me all. Oh, this is no picture. So you took that. Yeah, it's cool, the, right? You took it with a disposable camera, bro. Disposable camera, thirty-five mil. Huh. And that's been my new hustle, like with this band, because they're a punk band, and you know, like yeah. I, I'm assuming punk DC DIY culture. Yeah. That's like that was the ethos it fits. of it fit. like it fits. Yeah. Yeah, so like they're doing house shows at this really nice house, Vic's house in Silver Lake in 2019. House show vibe, punk music. 30 years later, it's like I'm going to document it with the same he, fucking technology. He's a Chicago rapper though, right? He is a Chicago rapper. So, and now he's an LA punk rocker? Right. That's awesome. R- unpack that. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. So I just, I felt like, you know, as an African-American from Chicago, yeah. who's known for rap from a city that's known from blues and house yeah. and footwork is doing punk in LA in 2019 when punk doesn't sell, hasn't sold since like, you know, pop punk shit of like the 2001, 2002, but Travis Barker is the executive producer on the album. So like if anybody knows how to do it, it's <laughs> fucking TV. Wow. So it's crazy. Anyway, I'm super blessed to be a part of that whole thing. And like, I'm a minor footnote in it, but you know, I've, I've been documenting these house shows. I've done two house shows and then uh, the thing at Max Senate and then the record release party, which was like a week and a half ago at uh, this club called Madam Siam. And I put like 10 photos on my page and I got like, I don't know, 15 or 20 more. But it's just been a lot of fun and they're super appreciative of it. Um, you know, Vic's hit me up on IG a bunch of times saying how much he likes my shit. And, um, you know, I got to give all my credit in the world to the homie Drew from Baltimore. So, you shout know, DMV Cats. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Drew. DMV Cats st- sticking together out here in L.A. Who are you? Speaking of DMV Cats, uh, had some had some FOMO and some jealousy about the Costa Rica wedding that Ooh. went down since the last ep, too. Wow. Can I get an air horn? Can I get an air horn? Can we get some sounds on there? You know what? I don't have an air horn on here. I'm slipping, oh. slipping, slipping, slipping. Hey, yo. Shout- <laughs> That's away. the closest thing I got is an AO. <laughs> yo, AO is cool. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll unpack that real quick, man. Shout out to Jay Skrilla and Sasha. You know, they're, you know, Skrilla's the homie, guns and butter forever. And uh, is, it Sha- it Sa- really- is it Sasha Skrilla or Skrilla and Sasha? Ooh, I think it's Skrilla and Sasha. I, you I think go, I thought like- call and response. <laughs> Dude, sketch had oh my bars. God. Sketch had wedding bars. Yo, it was wrecking. Hurricane, hurricane sketch touchdown in full effect in Costa Rica. Like he he came to play, man. He fucking yeah. He he did a he wrote a rap for them and uh, and blessed the mic uh, during the rehearsal dinner. And it's hilarious because this motherfucker oh, yesterday. Yes. 
She's scarred, it ain't weak, it eclipses her. First kisses, delicious, the mixture. Best wishes, the missus, the mister. Thriller and Sasha. Thriller and Sasha. Thriller and Sasha. Sasha and Thriller. Sasha and Sasha. Sasha and Thriller. Shut up, it's sketch. Loose. It was so and then this motherfucker like yesterday does the same thing at another wedding in Miami. I was like, yo, are you just like hustling the entire fucking wedding circuit? Like you're crushing it, B. It had the best caption too. It said killing every wedding in sight. And I was like, yo, my man. Anyway, yeah, it was incredible, man. Shout out to Sketch Dash, Hurricane Sketch, Tropical Storm Dash. Uh, you know, Sloppy Joe was the DJ, murked it so good. Now um, I need definitely did an air horn. <laughs> Sorry, Sloppy Joe. Yeah, and Sloppy Joe, it was so, oh my God. So they did this roast during the rehearsal dinner, which mm. was just absolutely vicious. And literally every punchline, Joe is just hitting the fucking. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I, dude, I was dying. Like I couldn't even keep the camera straight. It was so fucking funny. Uh, we had a blast. Shout out to Alec One. Brandon was there. And uh, Chops, of course, Gorba Chops. And um, yeah, dude, it was just like old school DMV rap homie shit, Guns and Butter Interlude fam, and um, yeah, pictures are dropping, uh, you know, soon. Whenever I can finish them, I'm like halfway through. Nice man. Yeah, it was fun, man. So yeah, some cool things have happened, you know, the last couple of weeks since I saw you, and I had to give a shout out to Steve for uh, for blowing me up on the when I was in the fucking Uber on the way to LAX. I was like, yeah, I'm stuck on traffic on the 405 trying to make it to LAX. And you're like, yo, that's the most LA shit I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in traffic on the 405. That, that's my excuse for everything. Oh, so good. I mean, just substitute 405 with like 66 and then, you know, I'd be back in the DMV. That is some good shit, man. And how was the Jay Okerson show, by the way? Uh, it was cool, man. Like, I, I can't... I guess I mean you live in New York now, so I guess you would know like this whole posse. They're called the like the Misfits or some shit like that. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're they're like a crew, like the fucking comedy Wu Tang oh, crew. The Legion of Skanks. Yes, the Skanks. Yeah, the there Legion. it is. No. It sounds like a bad WWE fucking. <laughs> <The Legion. laughs> I know it's him and Luis J Gomez, and I forget who else is in that. There's a lot of Dude. people. There. It's it's it, it yeah, dude. It's like it's like the fucking Tyler the Creator movement, you know, but of comedy. Like these dudes and a, and a couple chicks, you know, they came through. It was like twelve deep, man, and they fucking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cool. It was ten thirty to one thirty. Like my ass hurt by the time we were done. Like those seats are not super comfortable. Um, but it was fun and fucking uh, another uh, Gaithersburg homie, uh, Josh Adam Meyer. He's not my friend, but uh, he hosts a podcast called the the Five Hundred. Um, he's a, com- he's a comedian. He does the goddamn comedy jam uh, out here in LA, where he invites a bunch of comics to come up, perform, and then they do a song together. So like Bill Burr's done it a bunch of times, like on the drums. Uh, and he really? was a special guest. Little known fact. Yeah, he was a Bill special Burr, guest. Bill Burr kills the drums. Yeah. And uh, but also yeah, J- so Josh is from Gaithersburg, and I think went to Quince Orchard. And mm. if you listen, check out his podcast where he unpacks uh, the only Bill for Cuban links with Ron Funches. It's fucking great, dude. Really? And that's on what? They, the 500? I'll cross promote a podcast. Well, yeah. The sorry. 500, no, I'm not I'm being serious. The 500, the only Built for Cuban Links episode. Yeah, with Ron Funches, dude. And they go track by track and just talk about it. And he gives, you know, he talks about Maryland and shit like that and growing up there. But he's I mean, he's been in LA, dude, for a minute and does like the comedy circuit. And uh, I, I've only heard about him actually through the Bill Burr podcast um, because of the goddamn comedy champ. So 
So he was a special guest. Um, uh, Burt Kreischer showed up, took his shirt off, you know, <laughs> waved that's, around like a helicopter. That's, you know. that's standard procedure, right? It's standard. <laughs> he is the machine. I, so I'm actually seeing him on Friday at the Ace. Huh. Um, we bought tickets to go see him do uh, like his own set, which will be pretty cool. Dope. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but go. I, I saw Joe Mandy last night at the Bell House in Gowanus, Brooklyn. And it was a top five show I've ever seen. Wow. Who's he Joe? did an hour and absolutely fucking murdered. Who's Joe Mandy? Joe Mandy is, I'm trying to think what you would know. If you ever watched Modern Family, he's not one no. of the main characters, but he comes on to work uh, at the the closet factory for any of the Chrome billionaires that know the plot lines of Modern Family and dates Alex for a little bit. He's kind of like a nerdy looking dude. He was on Brooklyn Nine Nine a little bit too. He wrote for okay. Master and Nun. M A N D E. Yeah, M A N D E. M A N D I. Yeah, no. No, it's M A N D E. Joe Mandy. Yeah, there he is. The Good Place. Yep. Oh yeah, wrote for the Good Place too. Wrote for the Good Place, Master and Nun, and I believe Brooklyn Nine Nine are the three credits. Top five. Top five stand-up shows. Absolutely murdered, dude. This isn't coming. from I'm talking about seeing live. Not. We're not. We're not taking like a Chappelle special off Netflix. It's not Eddie Murphy Raw. This is no, but seeing live, sure. watching someone do a set live, top sure. five. Sure, I have a serious question: Is it better than the hypothetical crab steak that Cole was bringing up last week? <laughs> <laughs> was anybody else? Did we ever get the... into what type of crab was in the crab steak? Are we talking? Because <laughs> uh, I think it matters if it's Maryland crab versus Alaskan king crab. I thought in my mind it was it was definitely Alaskan king crab. See, that's a weak crab steak. Then I'm <laughs> <laughs> all killer, no filler. I think that Maryland crab is just so much effort, but in reality, the meat is better. If you took a blind taste test and had, you know, exactly one ounce of each, that Maryland crab all day. I feel like you just maybe you're tasting the old bay. (laughs) Shots. Is that a shot? You think it's the bay water? I don't know, man. I think it's the bay water. I think it's that brackish. You think it's the brackish? Mm. Although when you have the uh, the king crab, it's always butter soaked, right? I hope so. Oh so man, you, I'm. You know what? We did the podcast hungry again. Fuck! Why did we do I that? Know, I ate a salad before we jumped on here, is, and all I wanted is a, this, a pappas so crab cake. I ate a pappas more, crab cake since we last talked. More by the way. often than you think. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot I could pivot about. All right, let's plug. Let's plug the. Episode, let's but... plug the website first of all. Which for, one? For your website. Let's let's talk about what people where people can see your work. Oh, awesome! Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah, we won't. Uh, we won't. We won't wait till the very end. Let's this get time the business. It. Let's get the business. Let's drum up some business here. All right? Yeah, let's get them at the amuse bouche. Uh, you know, the first fifteen minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee cameras uh ig is probably the best s-e-a-n-n-i-e cameras uh you can find me on twitter same shawneecameras.com or at shawnee cameras yep. uh the name of the company is metrospective m-e-t-r-o-s-p-e-c-t-i-v-e mm. media.com also same ig handle um best to just slide into those dms on ig and um and talk talk that talk talk that real talk Slip and slide. I would suggest into going the to the models NSFW section first, and then mm. and then move out from there. It's a good one. It's <laughs> it's definitely a good one. No, I have so much more content. Like I haven't even I put don't. up there. It's it's embarrassing. I need to like it's on my to do list for 2019, and I obviously have like anxiety about doing that. 
Good deal. Was was there anything else from the Varak episode? Which, by the way, the very good positive feedback across the fan base from the Varak episode. I loved uh, it. Uh, Papa, Papa actually, Bear was in the house too. Shout out to C's Mike's. Shout out to C's. We'll give shout we'll out give, to C's and G. We'll give thirty three point three percent of that credit. Twenty five percent. I'm sorry. I <laughs> will uh, to CZ Breezy. I'll tell a quick actually Varak story. I don't have many. Um, so Varak actually, big shout out to Varak. He. This is like, oh, God, man. This is probably like seven, eight years ago. I did a music video for the homie DJ ID, who is a, a billionaire, a obviously. Billionaire. Yep. Uh, a Chrome billionaire. They and had I gotta one find the chance, name of song. one mission. Sorry, that was ID. Oh, yeah. No, play that real quick. <laughs> I they love that. One chance, one mission, one desire. This summer, this DJ the ID is leaving a drop. Yo, what up? I love you guys. Wow. DJ ID, come check us. God damn, what a the guy did four voices in one drop. He is an absolute maniac. I um so anyway, let's get back to Varak. Um, I did this music video with ID. I'm trying to find the name of the track. It was off that one solo album that he did. Um, like DJs Had Feelings Too, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. Something crazy. And he did this track with um do you remember that dude, uh, Eli Porter? Yeah, put the cat on the grill. Yes, that guy from Georgia. <laughs> yes, yes. I did it, right? I did, I did it. <laughs> he did a yeah, song okay. with him. <laughs> he did a song with him, bro. And I did the music video. And um, the guy Eli was supposed to fly in and totally fucked us off because he went to like some party at like Ti's house or something. I can't blame him. So, um, so what he had to do is uh basically get like his homie i think from like amsterdam to like digitally animate uh eli's part which is what we did for like obviously eli's part of the music video but i shot the whole thing in dc and i needed a car uh like a kind of like a pseudo mob car and Varak, dude was the only person who responded to my facebook post and he had this like nice (laughs) come on come on come on and Fucking Barack shows up with uh, this purple old like Eldorado, like an old Cadillac Eldorado. And he was like, yeah, you can use it like no problem. And I was like, all right, bet. So I used it. And I remember like after I was done with it, the key was like brittle, dude, like a piece of balsa wood. It was so brittle. And I remember like getting back to the parking lot. This is like at like around the corner from my house. And the key broke off in the fucking in the door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. And he's like, oh yeah, that was bound to happen. So somehow like I got it back to him. I don't know if there was like a spare or something, but uh I ended up getting it back to him and uh that was like one of the last times I saw Varak. So shout out to Varak for letting me use that whip because that uh really tied those three seconds of the music video together. <laughs> oh, part-time MC. That's what it's called. DJ ID and Eli Porter part-time MC. Nice. Yeah, but we used it. It was great. So shout out to V Rock, Crab Stakes. Crab steaks. The day I think the last time I saw ID in person, and it's probably on the episode where we interview him, but God, that's been like four years, was that I opened up for him at his birthday at the carpool in Herndon, Virginia. Shout out, old days. Wow. Yeah, that's where I sent you those uh, those photos like uh, three weeks ago now. It was at carpool. UNC's and fucking Dez. Yeah, that's a good call. I don't think I saw these pictures. Uh-oh. Please, some classics. Please share. Were you not on that? I don't think so. Yeah, share them. Fuck. 
I gotta find them. Okay. <laughs> They're on one of my 38 hard drives. <laughs> but no, it, po- it popped up on my time hop, and this is right after uh, Chuck texted me, and it was like the next day. I was like, "Wow, that's serendipitous." So I sent them to I sent them to Chuck. Actually, I might even have them in the Dope. in the text message thread. But yeah, dude, it was crazy. And so and we talked oh, about yeah, this on the last yep. one. You got it because okay. you were you were yeah. like, "Yo, I'm wearing the Invisible Flow." Uh, sweatshirt so shout out to hugo cubias my homie and you're like do you still talk to hugo and i was like yeah hugo is like my mentor like he's like one of my really good friends and he's helped like guide me over the years on like you know what to do and what to read and who to listen to and mm. shit like that and, and hugo's crushing it man and hugo did the k chromosome nick the wonder 12 inch cover actually only came out never came out on vinyl came out on cd is on spotify uh mm-hmm. to this day with the cover art it's like a it's kind of like a yellow and black cover uh one of the 15 designs he sent me within two days of us deciding (laughs) he was going to do it my man came over shot a bunch of photos gave me everything he shot and then was like hey i think it's one of these see attached and i was just like whoa all right i was like i know i really like number 11 (laughs) yeah he goes the best man he's been a real a real ally uh, just in, in life and in general. And I got to give big, big shout outs to him and simple multimedia is his company, which he does with uh, the homie, Brian junction 21. I don't know if you know him. He's a uh, part of the NSF crew graffiti writers. Mm. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Thank you. No problem. And actually since, <laughs> uh, since lay down is the only thing I ever released as a solo artist. Mm. Uh, even if you just search K chromosome on uh on spotify that's the picture that comes up in the background that's cool anyone that wants to see the art that's pretty dope that's i love that track the the botched spelling of chromosome that we've all come to know and love in case (laughs) in case you're trying to put h's and s's in there (laughs) why you gotta be phonetic b in 2020 maybe it's just k chrome Uh, that's possible i mean you know it's never too late would I add an H or just spell Chrome wrong? I think if I just said it's K Chrome no H, that would kind of make sense. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier. K C R O M O Z O N E. There's a hyphen in there. I want to do a quick. Let's do a quick break so we can test this audio. Make sure we didn't just waste thirty minutes of our time. As opposed to two. I want to do it a third time. All right, cool. <laughs> so just chill for yeah, one. It. Chill for one second. Three, two, one, cut. This is, I couldn't believe it when I unpacked the box. I was like, what the fuck did he send me? Like, it's like the end of seven. <laughs> What's uh, in the box? Just to be, we're recording again. Yeah, right? we so, are recording again. Uh, just to be clear, the mic has to come back. The mic is oh. not a permanent gift. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Well, then uh, I got to figure out a new box because I recycled the Oh, old you threw box. the box away. He threw the box away. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I, live in, I live in LA, dude. Fucking recycle immediately. It was like somebody's gonna see me and they're gonna realize that I never threw that box back out. <laughs> they're gonna judge me <laughs> for hoarding. There's cameras everywhere. What is the cameras. what's the cigarette judgment like out there? Because I've always heard stories that mm. people are like really grilling. Well, mm. two things. One grilling on people for smoking, but specifically grilling people for flicking cigarette butts on the street. And this is coming from someone who I live in New York where a flicking a cigarette on the street is the same as walking on the street. Right. <laughs> is that true? Fair fair question. Why is oh, it yeah, why is it the same in New York? I mean, meaning it's looked at the same way. No one would be like, Are you did you just flick a cigarette on the street? They wouldn't say anything. No one would ever say that. They no. wouldn't give a shit. No. 
Good for them. Even in lovely spaghetti gardens where I live, there <laughs> are cigarette butts everywhere. <laughs> but you have street sweepers. <clears throat> uh, that that is also true, and it's combined sewers. So I think if we got technical, I think the difference in in LA is that a lot of it just goes out to the ocean. Uh, an- actually, it gets swept up into the hills where it burns for fucking a month. Facts. So <laughs> okay, um, that's yeah, that's honestly the only difference. In, in you know, like as a smoker, unfortunately, you know, I'm still smoking. But um, I've for the past like few years, if I'm on the street, actually flick out the cherry and keep the cigarette butt until I find a trash can. Yeah, strong. That's like my own like personal shame and guilt that I carry with it because I'm afraid of those conversations that Chuck just mentioned. <laughs> Real talk to get yelled at by some passerby, like, "Oh my god, are you fucking serious?" Which, by the way, it's kind of a reasonable ask, though, because any other yeah. thing that you discarded like that, someone would be like, "Dude, you want to throw that out? <laughs> like, do you want to just not drop it and step on it?" <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a funny thing, man. It's if I catch wreck from somebody that's like rolling a blunt out of like a Bank of America deposit slip, I'll like go fuck yourself, you know? Like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> everyone out here is so flagrant with the weed. It's like, dude, how dare you judge me, you know, for fucking smoking a cigarette when you're smoking weed, like, right next to me. It's like, I didn't know that you were so much more elevated than I was. Like, it's literally, it's the same shit. Yeah, it's just funny. So, that's to answer your question. Like, I don't really catch a lot of shade, to be honest. Um, everybody out here does Juul, though. Like, mm. that's major on, like, film sets. And, like, when I shoot and stuff, like, motherfuckers be Jeweling all day, every day. And, um, I think it's you major know, Jeweling. Everywhere. I think it's huge nationwide. No, you're it's, it's blown up. No, you're definitely right. It's yeah. I've just lived here since it became like such part of like, you know, the smoking lexicon. That's my, my only reference, but you know, you figure so many people out here are ex smokers anyway, at least I, that's the way I feel. Um, I know what I, I was I surprised everywhere. I've been in Europe twice in the last year and humble brag. Hum, hardcore humble brag. <laughs> uh, you know, when I'm not doing you? the podcast, I'm you? jet setting my way around this lovely planet. Eating crab uh, steak at 30,000 yeah. feet. <laughs> When's the last time you were sitting near the right, red light district having a crab steak? Puffing on a jewel. But, uh, you know no, but oh, I've, no, never, I've never seen someone jeweling in Europe. That's great. It's definitely. Li- I mean, because to oh, your point, it's huge in New York. There. It'll get. It's there. huge. People are jeweling on the subways now. Like they're just like, yeah. I mean, what the fuck are you gonna say? This this right. dude's over here. This homeless dude's over here pissing. Are you gonna get <laughs> mad that I'm vaping? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question: The jewels in New York, though, is it like the way cigarettes are priced, where they're like eighteen dollars a pack, or jewels like fucking like one hundred and ninety dollars for like a four pack or something? Well, no. So, what would be a pack of jewels? Is that a four pack of cartridges? I have one. I think yeah. that's what they sell, like a three pack or a four pack. Yeah, like one of these, one of these bad boys for the folks at home. This is a my guy four. had one on deck this whole this time. Is, I'm, I'm yeah. puffing on it during the app. Um, I like my for sponsors here at Chromebook. I like my glycerol and propylene glycol. Give me the yeah. That's give me the first <laughs> four ingredients. Okay. There's only four <laughs> ingredients actually. We top, got okay. Top four ingredients: glycerol, propylene glycol. Oh no, we have five. We have Perfect. flavor. It's just flavor. <laughs> That's uh, Craig Mack uh, offered up uh, <laughs> ingredient number three: uh, nicotine and then benzoic acid. Which uh, benzoic acid good. sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty positive. Mm. So one of these, which I believe each little pod is the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes. One thousand cigarettes. Is it a thousand? No, that's ridiculously high. 
Each yeah. pod is a thousand. No, it's a thousand drags. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This is twenty. So, which is about the price bucks. of a pa- that's that's about the price of a pack like of cigarettes, selling cigarettes to people. Holy shit, that's way cheaper. Out here, I think it's like forty bucks or forty six really? bucks. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ship the microphone back, and Chuck will make some things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Are you jeweling at all, or just strictly on the tobacco? No, I'm old school, baby. I keep it one hundred percent. No, I did switch to um, American Spirits uh, about a year ago, which is like I don't know, like saying like you you only like drink fair trade coffee. It's like oh, I only smoke American. Spirits. I live thirty like, minutes from Virginia at this point. All right. I'm going to send you a U.S. Postal Service box full of tobacco. <laughs> yeah, I get all the gifts from Chrome Bills. You know? Why wouldn't you do this show? Crab steak in the mail next? Let's get it. <laughs> I think the crab steak is going to come in a care package from Sweden. <laughs> shout it out. Shout it out. Um, so, straight up. Yeah, straight up. I, I actually started jeweling because I live in a walk-up, and there's just like... Nothing less enjoyable than going for that late night cigarette and following it up with like four flights of stairs. <laughs> You're just like, That's well, that real. was great. <laughs> do you have a fan That's in your real. bathroom? Hold up. I, do I have? A, I have a fan in my bathroom. But you no have window. a. Do you have? You have a vent fan in your bathroom, right? I do. Does it go anywhere? The vent. Uh, I believe it goes outside. Yeah. Have you met my wife? She's a very, very nice woman, but there's one thing that's not happening in the cigarettes in my bathroom. I only have one bathroom, too. I think if we had multiple, I could designate one as, like, this is the bathroom that we also smoke cigarettes in. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you have a vent to the outdoors right there. All right. Maybe I'm not pushing this issue hard enough. (laughs) Hold on. You can save a lot of steps. Takes note. Takes note. Honey! Get in here. I'm smoking in the house. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, so one of these days, and we can, this might even lead to one of the conversations we had on the last one, is like, I told myself, if I could get down to 200 pounds, I'd quit smoking cigarettes. Mm. And I found out the other day, I was like 200 pounds. So, uh, stop. the joke, yeah, oh, my thank stop. you. I will. The, the, the joke was in Costa Rica. Skrill is like, oh shit, man, you better eat more plantains because you're going to want to stay at around 202, 203, so you never have to quit smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I imagine I like, on a trip right. like Costa Rica, you'd want to be like, like in the perfect climate, right? The sun mm. is setting. You're next to the ocean. You're like, I just want to smoke this. That is you a- your cigarette. You got your crab steak. You know your your funny thing by your side. So, question for you about the American spirits because yeah. I've I smoked them for a little bit and I remember mm-hmm. one time. And granted, I'd had a couple drinks, but I was mm-hmm. smoking one and I took a huge drag. And as I was exhaling it, I was like, "Damn, I need a cigarette," because I think I was just like addicted more to a lot of the other additives and the other nonsenses in there. So. I guess the first part of the question is, A, does that ever happen? Or B, what's the reaction like if you're ever out of cigarettes? And I'm sure you would still occasionally, like, if you're out, I can't imagine you're like, no, no, I will not smoke that parliament. I only smoke the spirits. It's more about, like, what you buy. So do you notice a huge difference if you enjoy, like, a a P-Funk or a Camel Light or something like that? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, The other cigarettes burn mad quicker, um, especially the European ones. Like I, I ran out of spirits in Costa Rica. So we we're smoking like, you know, Marlboro lights or whatever the fuck they have, you know, at the resort, those things, dude, I was done in like a minute. It's flat 60 seconds flat, like without even trying. And it's humid down there. So you think they burn slow? Nah. So huh. I'll basically take whatever I can get. Cause I'm a total slut. I'll take anything for free. Um, <laughs> 
You know what I mean? But um, the, the spirits are cool because, like, you know, you can actually smoke half and, like, cap it. And you still have, like, a full cigarette left. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to be endorsing smoking to the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it is. No, so, yeah, sometimes, though, like, for real, for real, like, especially with the yellows, I switched to yellows, which are, like, the lights. They're supposed to be, like, kind of, like, equivalent to, like, Marlboro lights. Uh, I switched to those, you know, maybe, like, a couple months ago, three months ago. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you, like, you get halfway through and I'm like, wow, that was, that was worthless. Let me get uh let me do something else now. What <laughs> up some stairs, Chuck? <laughs> like I need some stairs after that cigarette. <laughs> I need, I need, I need day, the man. pinching in my lungs that I committed to yeah. <laughs> when I sparked fire to this thing. I mean they yeah, have they real. have beers now that are like you know, they show people working out in the in the beer commercials. Why not a cigarette, <laughs> you know? Just the yellow. I, I would love to shoot that commercial. I think you should do a spoof one, just for the fuck of it. I think it. you're, I think you're right. Yeah, because I hike a lot, so like maybe be me like hiking up, you know, running canyon, just fucking huffing cigarettes, getting yelled at by hipsters about where I put my cigarette butts, starting the next great fire in fucking LA. <laughs> like, hey, hey. Oh shit! I passed by like Chris Pratt on the way to the bathroom. You know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. hey, yeah. Nice dog. Did we talk about celebrity know. sightings in LA? Yeah, let's unpack that again, though. That's always fun. Who's who's your number one seed now? I told you what happened with David Koechner, right? David Koechner. Whammy. I don't Anchorman know who that is. And, uh, uh, K-O-E-C-H-N-E-R, uh, David Koechner. He's... Uh, He's been a, he's a fucking hilarious dude, man. He's in like Anchorman. He's one of the posse's in Anchorman. Uh, he's the boss in Waiting. Um, he's got a laundry list of credits. Oh um, yeah, this dude. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. dude. Mad funny. Uh, so I'll just I'll just you does know, tell he the story really He's quick. not a rapper. No, but I bet he's got bars. He's he a probably could. Yeah, he probably could. He could probably wrap his way out of a white paper bag. Shout out to RZA. Um, <laughs> So anyway, long story short, man, I'm at Ralph's, which is basically giant for all the DMV heads out here. And um, I'm in line one day, like, you know, with like my quinoa patties and fucking, you know, beets and whatever I do mm, out mm, here. And mm. I I got uh, I got a bunch of items and I see this dude. I didn't even know it was him. Like, I'd see this dude come up behind me with like a tombstone pizza and some double stuff Oreos and like some beer. And, yeah, he's having a good old time, but he's only got a few items. So I just turn around. I was like, hey, man, you only have like five items. Like, do you want to jump in front of me before like this whole thing happens? Yeah. He was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I turn around and back to my, you know, quinoa burgers. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking David Koechner. Like, wow, what a legend. And as I'm like looking through my basket, I yeah. see this Oreo slide underneath like my, my vision. And then the, the wrapper opens huh. and, I, and I look up and it's him and he's chewing Oreos and he's like, Motion with his hand. He's like, yeah, yeah, grab some. Eat some Oreos. Have an Oreo. I like, <laughs> Have an and I was Oreo. like, I am not going to say no to David Keckner on a Tuesday afternoon yeah. in fucking North Hollywood yeah. offering me double stuff. Like, single Oreos? Yeah, hard pass. Second double stuff, LA though. thing you've ever told me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was... It's like I, know, I know him as uh, Todd Packer from The Office. There you go. <laughs> That's you know, aka the oreo santa claus of the valley um, <laughs> so do you think he, li- he lives he's a he lives in the valley then i'm assuming so man i mean this is like where all the um a lot of studios are here you know i live close to universal studios i yep. can see it like out on the road and warner brothers AMC, abc disney 
Uh, they're all up around here, and there's a bunch in Culver, um, you know, which is like uh, more west side uh, where I used to live. Um, so I'm assuming like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of guys and girls live out here. Um, the building actually I live in, um, I'm assuming the penthouse has like studios that are rented or uh, apartments rented by the studios mm-hmm. for actors when they come in and they do a season or they do whatever, like they can just, you know, stay here on the studio dime and then they can be at Universal in 10 minutes or they can be at, in Burbank at Warner Brothers in 10 minutes or whatever. Mm. So it's just, I feel like that's just conducive to the area. But um, anyway, David was super fucking nice, man. And we chatted about milkshakes for like five minutes. And then I gave him dabs and I told him that he was a legend and he said, thank you. And, um, and we kept it moving. So that was really great. Um, Is that, that's like the proper etiquette for celebrities, right? That's what they want to do. They want to get some lightweight props and then have you keep it moving. Yeah. I mean, like I, I wanted, I didn't want to blow a spot obviously because we're all, we're all just people, you know what I mean? And but, you know, we we put celebrity on a higher, you know, on a higher plane because we see them and Definitely. they make us laugh and make us cry or whatever. You know what I mean? But like I just talked to him like a normal dude about milkshakes. And then like as the conversation was waning, I was just like, oh, you know, by the way, thank you for making me laugh for yeah. the better part of 15 years. Right. And he goes, oh, thanks, brother. And he just and that was it. And like, cool. you know, just we just want to be valued, appreciated and, and yeah. loved that's for what we work. do. And that's, that's what, I mean, if, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's that guy's that's his work. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, who knows? So, uh, so that was, that was really fun. That was really cool. Um, and then of course, like, I guess the two biggest people that like, I've got to meet and talk with that were really chill were, uh, James Franco was awesome. And, um, Russell Brand was really chill too. Real nice people, really good handshakes. That's important. <laughs> um, and I ran into both of them. I ran into James in uh, West Hollywood one morning. He's friends with a friend, uh-huh. uh, from New York, actually my buddy Reed rolls. Um, and then he introduced us and then, um, who are you? I ran into, he's a photographer. He's a good dude, uh, from New York. And then, um, I ran into Russell and, uh, Los Files, um, just one morning randomly, just like, you know, outside of, um, outside of a church. So we chatted for a few minutes and, uh, told him he was amazing and thank you for the inspiration and kept it moving, you know? Yeah. I love that guy. I find it interesting that the word you used for him was chill. Yo, Ooh, Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah. Russell Brand is no, super he's, chill. He's like the but most. But he's erratic. Chill. Yeah, he- I mean, my uh, one of my favorite. I, I listen to this podcast called Unmasked, which is where they interview comedians. It's with Ron Bennington, and uh, the one with Russell Brand. That he's being interviewed, but he definitely does ninety nine point five percent of the talking in the interview, and it's right amazing. I mean, compelling. Th- that just guy to be clear, this is yeah. not. Yeah, it's compelling. Yeah. It's inspiring it's a lot of things but it's I, when i think of the word chill i think of someone being like hey man thank you as opposed to like <laughs> you know there's a reason why i do this shawnee <laughs> no no fair fair i'm, fair, from, fair. I'm from shortage england <laughs> shortage mate shortage yeah <laughs> um i did see him speak the week before though um he did this thing with david lynch um where they were like being honored or whatever and huh. that's like you got the full russell like experience there you know what i mean where he was like all sixes and sevens as they say in england huh. and um it was all over the map and it was brilliant it was the most like russell brand shit ever he took his shoes off you know what i mean like he was like walking around in bare feet <laughs> and then i saw the following week it was like oh i loved you know seeing you speak last week you were really great and like and he like made it a point to like look into my eyes and i got lost in his eyes <laughs> and he you know gave a great handshake and just like and was like 
yeah, like in the moment, you know what I mean? He wasn't like acting like the dude that we all know from TV and, you know, and the comedy specials and shit. So that's what I mean by like chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But inside he was probably exploding. Hey, yo. But um, yeah, those are, I guess those would be probably my top three. Um, solid top three. It's a solid top three. Um, I got, I, I, I got a ton of other really random stories. Like I'm actually working a corn music video tomorrow. That's going to be really interesting. Doing what? Just production work. Sweet. Like just like low, low level production work. Okay. Um, yeah, it's probably getting coffee and you know making sure the microphone stand is nice and chromey. Shout out to Chrome. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. LA's been fun. LA's cool. I saw Massive Attack last week at the Palladium when I landed. That was really dope. Oh, that's I think right. We you talked about massive. that last yeah, time. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. And then I think I mentioned prior to that, like I saw them ten years ago uh, when they played with Thievery Corporation. Shout out to DC. Shout outs. Absolutely. Um, that was probably like out of the, you know, thousand concerts or whatever I've ever been to. That was easily top 10. Yeah. One in uh, 10 years ago. I mean, that was just, that was amazing. But anyway, they did the yeah, mezzanine. They, their seminal album, they did it back to front and they brought out, um, God, I forget her name from the Cocteau Twins. Uh, she went on tour with them mm. uh, uh, to do all the female vocals and Frankie Paul. Um, did a couple tracks that he was featured on um but to stretch like a 45 minute album into like an hour and a half live show was yeah. you could tell it was kind of difficult because they would do like these interludes in between the tracks yeah where they did a lot of like you know like visual propaganda okay. like you know definitely anti-trump and you know consumerism and you know imagine that weird yeah coming from the uk yeah um but the music that they picked for some of them was getting into my shortage accent he's a bit off seemed like a bit off and uh it was definitely not my favorite part of the show not what you expected and definitely not what i expected huh. uh, considering like their whole shit is like a vibe it is yeah. you know what i mean yeah their whole it's so moody and broody and like and you know from you know from rocking shows you know you create a vibe like it's all <laughs> about the vibe that you bring whether it be a podcast or whether it be a dj curating a set or mixing for a party or, you know, Chuck performing at Velvet Lounge in 2006, hey. you know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, um, you, it's all about vibe. And I thought it kind of disrupted the vibe, to be honest. And maybe that, was that the may, most you think terror. that was the intentional or? I don't know what the intention was. Okay. I really don't know. I mean, because um, they're in, they're in LA, right? So they're in LA. They're Three preaching, days in LA. They're preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I imagine I that know. LA is pretty anti-Trump at this point. No, and that's fair. Totally. Right. I mean, but then again, it's like, I remember those years at like 930 Club where like every band that came in had to like say fuck Bush, you know, from like Big for time. those eight years. And it's like, yeah, dude, we know. We, we don't it. go You're to not... Salt Lake City and make Mormon jokes. Like, fuck off. Like, right. right. Like, we get it. <laughs> we read Drudge Report. Like, we read Politico. Like, we don't need you... <laughs> We paid you a hundred dollars, like one hundred, one hundred of the dollars you... to see one hundred percent of the songs. <laughs> Not you didn't vote. You want to escape that stuff, yeah? Kind of, yeah. And like, but that's that makes America great because you can do those things and you can pay money to, to people from outside your country. To I could have bitched things. about the president from home for free. Yeah, yeah. Could've no, it was right. a good show. I'm glad I did it. 
um, you know, shout out to my roommate, Emily Wessel. She came with me and, um, yeah. Anyway. So it was just, uh, I felt like it was a little disjointed just getting back to my point about yeah, yeah, five yeah. and have I'm you reading heard, and whatever. Have you, have you heard about the, um, uh, airplane mode party? Go on. Uh, gas lamp killers throwing it. Ooh. Um, hold on. Let me just find out. Uh, so while you're looking, I think I saw him put, not physically see him do this, but when I lived in Santa Monica on the West side last year, I would see these, uh, we pace up all over main street and, um, and, uh, like Santa Monica Boulevard and like whatever else. And there were these huge black and white wheat paste of like airplane mode. Yeah. But there was no context associated with it except for, I saw Gasland post some shit about it one time. I was like, Oh, I guess that's him. That's his, his new party. And I think it's tell me about it. I have no idea. I think it's popping off like at least once a week. Obviously, wow. you know you know about low end, right? Dog, my barber was the stage manager for low end. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Marcus. Okay. Um and Steve, what yeah, is for the, for the folks at home, what is low end exactly? Low end theory yeah. was like LA beat scene party. I think it was at least I think it was once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Where they would yeah. just have the illest DJs. They had residents, uh, Gas Lamp, uh, yeah, MC Kev. was no no can do, Daddy Kev, D Styles, um, yeah, um, strong. J Rock would show up. J Rock, uh, what's the dude's name? Dataless, Dataless. Yeah, Dataless. I mean, dude, Tom York from Radiohead did a set. Erica Badu did a fucking set. Yeah, like, so like it was kind of like, you know, oh, Flying Lotus, duh. Yeah, Philo. Uh, Roz G, rest in peace. Rest in peace. So, yeah. So now the new... The I got new, to go once. Gaslamp's new shit is, is uh, airplane mode. You come in, you turn your phone to airplane mode, you just have a good time. You vibe out. That's dope. Yep. I got to check that out, man. I think they There's do have so like much. designated photographers, who you know what I mean, to to cover that, but the, the vibe is you? more like just come and, <laughs> come and enjoy yourself. How can I get that gig? I was going to say, Steve, hook it up, dude. Yeah, dude. How do I get that gig, man? GLK. I love the GLK, man. He's a Steve has the, Steve Bills has the strong GLK connection. I got the strong GLK. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to him in a minute. Last time I talked to him was, I think, after all the legal shit got cleared. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank God for that. that what a fucking witch hunt. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things, right? It's kind of a blip in the Me Too movement, really, if you if you get into it. Right. And it's kind of, I don't want to get into it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But it's kind of ties into a little bit. I watched the Bill Burr special last night, which he, he comes out on fire, absolutely on fire. Bro, I saw that show at the forum wow. a year ago. Wow. I have been waiting for that special for a year to come out. Yeah. And I'm so glad it happened yesterday because I want to talk about the goat, Bill Burr. He didn't really pull any punches at all. <laughs> he came out blasting, but but it, it's true, you know. You uh, obviously we all we all want to believe women, right? But he's his point was believe eighty eight percent. There's still you're not going to have a hundred percent believability. You're still going to have crazy people out there, right? <clears throat> Let's. <laughs> Like you remember, Let's you remember what breaks. Alfred said in 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 Dark Knight Returns. Like some men just want to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. Well, that means women too. Sure, they, 
Like they just want to see motherfuckers because they got hurt because of men when they were kids or whatever, bad dads, uncles, boyfriends, whatever. And you know, those are shit fucking men. Those are shit fucking humans. Right. Unfortunately, they just seem to represent all of the men. Right. Well, we can't, we don't life. live in a world of absolutes. And that's kind of, that's what I took away from, from the special, you know? Yeah. I had a friend uh, about an hour and a half ago, hit me up and said, I got through 10 minutes of it and I had to turn it off. I fucking hate him. Wow. And it was, and it's, she's, a, and she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Mm. Gets a lot of shit from a lot of dudes okay. on her IG. Like, wow. like some of the most like vile shit I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Right. And I can understand that, but it's like, you're not seeing past the, uh, you know what it is. You need to unpack more of what he's actually saying. Sure. And it, don't take it personally. I feel like I'm going to go down the wrong rabbit hole and we're going to get flagged by some interest group. <laughs> I, I, but I do feel the same way about the Chappelle special too, where like there was a lot of pushback on the Chappelle special that I read before I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, a lot of the criticisms on this comedy special are in the first 10 minutes. And let me guess, they all came from Vice. Uh, no, it was, I mean, they did this thing. Actually, it was like, Rotten Tomatoes had only allowed certified media people to review the special Mm. before they allowed like fans to review it. Yeah. And there were five reviews and they were from reputable sources though. Like it wasn't, you know, it was not, not something on the level of a Chrome bills. It was like, you know, the the Washington post or something like that. I don't remember the specific ones, but it was like major publications, right? Over five, zero percent. And then a, a couple of people ran an article about it. And then in the face of it, Rotten Tomatoes opened it up to like every other thing where you can also have a column for fans to vote. And it was at 99%. So I think that's funny for a, a ton of reasons is because, you know, Dave, that special is brilliant for so many reasons. It was brilliant. And like, like the goat is back. Like that's like what the last special should have been, whatever, whatever. And it's funny to see that those people, those reviewers, you know, I wonder what publication, like the post, I mean, that's a leftist, you know, media, you know, paper that would take offense to a lot of those things or claim that they take offense to a lot of those things. So who owns the the media publications that are reviewing the Dave special? So what kind of agenda are they going to push because of that Mm. to try to discredit him? You know what I mean? It just, it seems just very loaded biased like out the gate but also there are these other things where i'm like you know some of these jokes take development right yeah and they're like oh you know the bourdain thing was like very insensitive and i'm like did you listen to the whole joke like the joke (laughs) is about stop ignoring that mental health and depression and anxiety are problems for people because this guy had arguably the best job in the world that any of us would want and then he conversely mentions one of his friends right and is like talks about this fucked up life that this dude had and he's like never once was this guy like i should kill myself and like kind of rhetorically in the joke was like this guy probably should have like but it's okay that's how you get the laugh like that's how it's funny but like i walk away with the point being like yeah obviously in that light if it wasn't clear to you now or before it, it should be clear to you now that like Bourdain was sick. You sure. know, it wasn't, this was a mental health issue, you know, mm-hmm. presuming that the, that he did kill himself. I still you have some weird bleeding hope that he either ghosted or got killed because I just, I love the dude so much. I don't want to believe that he killed himself, but in reality, mm. 
let's just go with the fact that he did. And it's like, all right, he was obviously sick. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's the point of the joke. And to be like, well, this is insensitive to people that have had, you know, people in their family die or whatever the stance was. I'm like, you're missing the whole fucking point. This guy's an advocate for people that are sick like that with that joke. This joke is not poking fun at someone committing suicide. And that's how we heal, dude. We heal by making fun of it. It takes the power away. And that's what comedians have been trying to champion for the past since everybody, since it's too many fucking chiefs, not enough Indians, you know, internet mentality is taking over. They're like, no, dude, like we take the power away from it by using and talking about it more. Right. That's how we're going to heal. That's how we're going to get over, you know, shout out to the roots. You know, that's how we're going to get over. Yeah. And the more you try to silence comedy, like you want to fucking talk about dictatorship. Like, yeah, cool. Silence comedy. It's the wrong, it's the wrong thing to criticize. Like the only insensitive comedian is one who doesn't try and make a larger point. Yeah. Like a comedian that just goes up there and does like dick jokes, you know, and says shit and bitch like that guy's insensitive because he's just, getting cheap laughs like anyone that's taking the approach of making jokes about social context is ultimately trying to heal whether it's bill burr sure dave Chappelle, anyone right sure but they don't want you to heal though they want you to fucking stay against each other and love the low-hanging fruit and keep the opiate for the mass mentality and stay on your fucking lexapro it's a whatever they don't you know i'm done i'm sorry it's a quick way (laughs) it's a quick way to feel better about yourself i think to criticize guys like that you know Nope, I'm better than this it's dude. Just, yeah, it's, it's easy. It's easy. It's cheap. It's, it's cheap and easy. Trump and wasn't it, in the 24-hour news cycle, so we got to slam Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyways, you don't. I mean, fuck. You don't have to agree with everything the guy says, but like, you can certainly appreciate that he's spinning this into a funny joke. Like it is. Like the shit's funny. I don't know. No one forced you to press play and keep watching, you dumbass. Right. Like what the fuck. Right. That's the you other know, thing. Like, I know cigarettes are bad for me, but I still smoke. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still eat crispy fried pork skin from Thai Town. I know it's terrible for me, but it's fucking delicious. It's crispy my choice. Fried like, pork fuck from off. Thai Town is probably the move. That's it's uh, so good. Again, uh, going, going into the app hungry. Talk, food talk. <laughs> like, I could yo. go for some Thai food right now. <laughs> Throw that in the microphone box. You can get a bigger box. <laughs> I need that round of like, fried shrimp in there for you. Throw yo. some basil That'll in there. travel real nice. Real, yeah. Grimped. Anyway, I'm getting off my 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 blue. All right, soapbox uh, is off. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. I'm All right, off. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, so go check out check out my that. man Gas Lamp Killer doing big things. Uh, airplane mode, Los Angeles. And if well, you real me- quick, yeah. Since we deviated so far, like, how did you know GLK? That's uh, cool. I met him in San Diego. He worked at a record store in San Diego off of Garnett, and I think it was the first day I was there. I went in, and he was like, "Hey, do you like rap music? You should check out this. You should check out this Edan CD." And I was like, "Oh, that's funny." <laughs> Steve was, was like, "I don't like the name drop." Well, I, was like, I was like, "I'm just gonna go ahead." Yeah. So was it Beauty and the Beat? No, it was actually Primitive Plus. Ooh. Yeah, this was our, this was 2002. Wow. Yeah. Cubs good man. Yeah, good man. Like you know, I went out there. I I had a couple friends from high school, and obviously I was super into hip hop. And once I met Willie, I was just like, "All right, like." I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hang out. Like you, just tell me where to be, and I'm gonna be there. And it was kind of like, as he was uh, transitioning from like 
a Sandy. He, I think he was shit. I don't know. The kid was probably he was probably nineteen when I met him, and it was like his transition from being like a local dude to being like the man around town. You wow. know what I mean? So I would just go, be like, yeah, we're gonna be here. We're gonna be at this art show. I'm opening for this act. Like he opened up for uh, LP. Aesop Rock I and, tour. and Mr. Lift, like he was, he opened up for them. Uh, I think it was a Fun Crusher tour. No, Revenge of the Robots. It was Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Robots. You're right. You're right. It yeah. was Revenge of the Robots. And uh, yeah, it was dope. Just like, okay, there's, hey, I just met this dude at the record store. And now he's opening up for LP, <laughs> Mr. Lift. I'm like, this is, that's what's up, you know? And uh, he, yeah, he, yeah, did, we, um, he did a leg of the Run the Jewels tour too. He did. Oh, he got, I was, uh, Shout outs because I got he he gave me um passes backstage. I hung out with him and um uh what's the girl's name? Anyways, it'll come to me. Psalm one. No. <laughs> no, like down south, like old school. She was uh, Oh, I know you're talking about Yeah, you know um, I mean I'm fucking uh, I'm bugging out right now. Anyways. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll so we, so yeah, he he hooked us up. We went backstage at Run the Jewels. I was standing next to Zach De La Roca, like, hey, what's up, man? You're about to go on and do your verse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're up next. <laughs> You're like, run them jewels fat. Run them, run them jewels fat. <laughs> Trina. Huh? No, it wasn't Trina. Uh, it wasn't Trina? No, it was not Trina, but similar vibe, yeah. Okay. We talked about it yeah. on the podcast a, a, a minute back. But yeah, yeah, so shout outs to Willie Gaslamp. I think that was the only... Uh... The only RTJ show I missed in the DC area was that particular tour. And the last one I was going to go to was when they were playing at um, Echo Stage. That's and the, I actually. That's, it was at Echo Stage. So I talked to Al that night and he was like, Yeah, like come through. I got you on the list because if you remember from the last podcast, I used to, you know, shoot for Def Jux and went on the I'll Sleep with Your Dead tour in 07. And. Hello. And so he was always, he's always been very, very nice to me. And like, whenever we were in the same city, like he's, he's linked me up for shows and it's just been a homie. And, uh, that was literally the last time I talked to him Mm. and he sends me a message after like, okay, I got you plus one. He goes, don't tell anybody. We're about to announce it on Twitter, but we can't perform tonight because, uh, fucking WSSC shut the water off at echo stage. That happened and and it got canceled and pushed back a month. It got canceled. Yep. And then I moved to California. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, we would have so we would have ki- we would have kicked it, man. We definitely would have kicked it. Yeah, and it would have been fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, man. I mean, out of all the artists I've seen ever, I've obviously I've seen LP like forty four times, <laughs> <laughs> maybe forty five. Yeah, those two are really good together. What's your some- sleeper uh, LP track or release? Ooh. Oh, bro. I mean, well, everybody knows. I mean, Deep Space Nine Millimeter is so good. Um, I love EMG, man. I love Everything Must Go. Everything of, uh, Must Go. Yeah, that's a good one. EMG off of uh, I'll Sleep in Your Dead. I love that shit. Everything I love his joint. Go. I love his joint on um, maybe dial this one up. It's off of Nick Hook. I love Nick Hook. Yeah. It's off of his album that's with Rude. Who's also Yak Balls, uh, but he was going by Root at the time. It's a track called Sirens. Huh. That shit Sirens. is is murdery. 
I'm going to go with a weird song off of Fantastic Damage called Tuned Mass Damper. Yeah, he used that to play ends, that. That ends with this Cool G rap uh, sample from Ill Street Blues where it just says, You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised, you're not promised, you're not promised, you're not promised tomorrow. tomorrow. Just that that's little that little pocket. Oh, that's that that's fun. Fucking... That's Fun Crusher, right? That is on Fantastic Damage. What? So is it? Fun fact, yeah, it is. Because they that's how he would end oh, yeah, every that's show fantastic. on the tour was Tune Mass Damper. Really? I mean that beat is insane. The, all the uh, beats on Fun dude. on Fun Crusher are retarded. Yeah. On, fan, on Fan Dam, I'm sorry, I was yeah. But yeah, that's how they ended every show of every night. Um, once in a while, he would come out and do Drive. Um, but no, Two Mass Stamper was the last. You know, it was like Stepfather Factory, and then Two Mass Stamper would end every show. And you know, you knew I I knew it was the end when everybody came out, and there was like, oh, my God. it was yeah, it was just a time. What a great time. I also heard the other day on Shuffle. Shit is not on Spotify. I heard Offspring, which is actually on the Dell the Funky Homo Sapien album, Both Sides of the Brain. Ooh, forgot about that one. That's a rough which beat. Produced by LPN features LP on the rhymes on the second verse. Ooh, wow. That is some A-plus shit right there. Speculation as to why... Uh, Fantastic Damage is not on uh, Spotify. Interesting. Is it not on iTunes? It's probably. Or, I mean, uh, sorry. Is it not on YouTube? It's probably everything's on YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah, everything's on YouTube. Funny thing about that Dell thing. So he was signed to Def Jux right as they were closing shop. Really? That actually yeah. makes a lot that of sense because difference. he has the joint with Aesop. That's the the left right up no that's uh that's what lift that's actually. lift yep yeah left right up down diagonal 360, 360 degrees he has push, something push else with aesop too that maybe was on the wu-tang meets indie culture yep yes so I them, like right away in, in picturing a lot of like uh collab oh yeah that's preservation that's preservation with uh aesop and dell and then there's the the 360 degrees is with lift and dell yeah. oh. oh sorry we're, 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 we're. Yeah. Actually, let that ride. I need to. Uh, need to do it. Let's take one minute. Munching a white platelet. Epiphanies leap out of surprise. Open a 
back to dead friends The hardest way to get fed You motherfuckers don't have grit You have teenage poetry Martyrs without causes Regardless of opinions get Motherfuckers, did I sound abstract? I hope it sounded more confusing than that My clarity was found under the arm of an economist on abstract I dedicate this to Matt Dude Thank you. My name is LP I produce and I rap too So, Going in. dude, a couple things. That's a couple a, things about that. That's a phenomenal fucking song. So I was staying up in Brooklyn at the time. Uh, BK baby. Yeah, Park Slope, Baby Stroller Nation. Um, you know, seven with Alaska um, from Hangar Eighteen because that's who I was like primarily oh, working with. Out. Who are Who's you? Who's the homie? And um, long story short, is uh, I was up there working on the music video for Really Wide. And uh, it just happened to be when CMJ 07, I think, was happening. So we go to uh, Williamsburg Music Hall, which is uh, Def Jux was doing a big so- showcase. And that's when the CoFlow reunion happened. Mm. So I have like, I don't know, 35 minutes or something of the CoFlow reunion. And it's when he brought out Dell and announced that Dell was the newest member of Def Jux. And I actually have some really cool black and whites of L and Dell, L and Dell. Um, taken backstage in the green room um, from that night. And it was, it was, it was just fucking amazing. We went to some bar in Williamsburg, put like $20 in the jukebox and played Slayer all night with like a couple of guys from TV on the radio. Crazy. Like, only in New York. You know what I'm saying? Stunting. That's a New York, uh, that's a New York sentence from Shawnee cameras right there. Yeah. After the LA one to start off the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I got, I was really, Sorry, one, one more thing, but like I was really hoping Seas was gonna be on here, and I know he like you know kind of semi retired or whatever, but I want to give um you know a shout out to him for bringing me on tour for with idea and abilities, and him and uh, Jason, you know, a couple years after that, because we did one of the shows. I think it was the third show we did it in New York City at the Knitting Factory, and on the the last podcast that I was on, talked about that Homeboy Sandman was actually the opener, um, of 
uh, educated consumers and wow. idea and abilities. Wow. So after the show, um, it was unanimous that like I knew the guys from Max Fish because half the guys from Max Fish were working on the tour. Like Wilder was a bartender and the keyboardist and one of the engineers. And Quinn was the bartender and the hype man. And later Shannon, who was a bartender, became the hype man after Quinn stopped. So I was like, we got to go to the old Max Fish. This place is a temple of New York City bar culture and hipsterism and everything. So we went there. Elle was there with a bunch of other folks. And Idea, Max, or Max and Mikey come in and they talk about the album and that Abilities was the duty to the cuts on the album. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm watching this happen in real time wow. playing pool wow. at four in the morning. Like, it was amazing, you know? So it was like those little pocket moments I got to be a part of. Um that I really, you know, I really enjoy. And, and um, it was just, it almost makes it worth it. You know what I mean? So shout out to C's for bringing me on that tour. That was really amazing. Cold policy. No, we, we talked last time, but I want to get it on here that you have since uh, stopped indulging in the alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Respect, props. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, two years, two years and it was June. So yeah, two years and almost three months. Yeah. Good for you, man. Do you ever Everything. find yourself in uh, there are there are like those late nights that you only stay in or sometimes can be tempted to only stay in because we're all just uh, the drinking folk are just continuing to be like, well, I'm going to keep staying as long as the drinks keep coming. Do you find yourself being in less is just a curious question on my own. Uh, do you find yourself being in less of those situations uh, because you wouldn't stay there sober or is it something where, you know, like. The, the, there are still going to be those moments where like, because you're out at two, you're going to hear the conversation you wouldn't hear at 1030. Like, or is it kind of a hybrid between the two? It's all the things you just said. Um, it sucks because I live in LA and I've always wanted to be here. And I spend so little time out. The time I go out is when I have like a purpose. Um, so like, you know, I'm, I'm like 1130 on a Friday night. You're not going to see me like wandering the streets. I'll be probably getting ready for bed, like a loser reading a book. Mm because I can't sleep. And this is from the last podcast. I can't sleep past like seven 15 in the morning, no matter what it sucks. Um, so you're made for fatherhood. God, right. I think that's really because your heart knows that that's 10, 15 AM. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the East coast. Um, yeah, it really, it flipped everything about me. Um, in good and bad ways. Uh, in good ways, uh, I save money. Uh, I double down on like you know my Prime queue and my Netflix queue, and I get to read a lot more and and you know don't you know uh, evacuate whatever dollars I have in my wallet or digital dollars I have. And you know I'm not worried about you know uh, running into some late night fuckery, which always seemed to happen in D.C. or New York or wherever I was. So like that's really good. As far as like I don't know like. Getting to know the neighborhood, which I'm still like only seven months into, and and like you know meeting girls or whatever else, you know it it it's it's different, and and it's 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 a muscle I'm learning how to flex now. I mean, hey, and yeah, hey yo, fuck yeah, man, it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. Come on, guys, flexing his muscles on the LA streets. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. I'm like by the brain brain muscle you know it's it's different but even like dealing with feelings you know normally it's like oh yeah. let's just go down we'll, we'll go down to the bar and we'll just, we'll just go talk about it you know right. let's do a shot of beer right now i get to actually sit with those feelings right and that 
weird. Um, so, you know, I did a lot really quick, you know, from moving, I moved like seven times in like 18 months and, you know, went through a whole bunch of personal shit and, you know, lost a bunch of weight and then had this, all this amazing stuff happen too. And I, it's been this roller coaster. And then on top of all that, it's like, oh, you can't smoke weed and you live in a place that is a highly condoned legal and you're not going to drink anymore. And you got to do all these other shit because that's, that's the deal you made with yourself. And that's literally the deal I made with myself. I was like, you can't have it both ways. And if I want to at least try to be more than the sum of my parts, I've done some cool stuff in the past, but I felt like I could have done so much more. Mm -hmm. It's like on some Brad Cooper limitless shit, you know, like if I use 100% of my gifts instead of just like 30, yeah. then maybe I would get 100% of the rewards. Mm. And if I stopped drinking and doing whatever else I was doing, then maybe I could get a little bit more successful. And if I left DC, maybe I could be a little bit more successful. And that was the trade-off and you can't have it both ways, which is makes it easier seeing how far I've come in that short amount of time. Um, but it doesn't necessarily, at times it makes it easier knowing that it's not a crutch, but it also makes it harder knowing that it's not a crutch, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to 100% feel validated. Like if you were looking back and saying, eh, I haven't really in this two years, you know, not much has changed. Right. It's it would be, it'd be very easy to have a different perspective because at the end of the day, intelligence and, and disposition is rooted in evidence. Right. So like I, when you have time to think about stuff, you're like, well, dude, I might miss it, but like, where the fuck would I be? Right. I think that there's like, I look at you and I'm like, Hey, it was ob obviously the right move. No, thank you so much, man. And you're so right, Chuck. And honestly, the, 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 it is the 100% no regrets, best fucking decision I've made mm. in the past 10 years, mm. 20, 20 years, you know, like maybe ever. It's probably the best thing that I've ever done was mm. quit. The second one is probably moving to Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like just to be around where all this other stuff is happening. Um, you know, you can have those conversations and uh, with somebody and realize that they're right next to you. It's like, yeah, fuck Universal Studios. And you're like, oh, shit. Universal's right there. <laughs> We're talking about gas. I might see him at Ralph's tomorrow. You, you know might, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh, sure. So like, I'm, it's 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 like I read this book in management class in college called "Who Moved My Cheese," and it's like that's a classic book that who, like a lot of who, companies what, incorporate. Who moved my cheese? Who moved my cheese? Okay. It's like an eighty. It's like an eighty-page book, and it's it's just a metaphor. It's of a great like, read. When, You've read it before. Too. It is a great read. I have a. It's I actually like, have a song there. I took the chorus from that book. It's called "What Would You Do If You Weren't Afraid." Oh, it's amazing. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Absolutely, I love that book. But um, so I th I thought about that a lot, and it, that's that was one of the main reasons to move you know out out of DC. This city's not going to change. I stuck around long enough trying to be a part of the change that I was I thought was promised after all these years and yeah. thrown in air quotes. Yeah. And the only way to do that is if my cheese has been moved and I had to move where the cheese was literally proverbially figuratively, whatever mm -hmm. I had to move. And that's why I had to get out. And um, I think those two decisions were definitely the best things that ever happened to me in my, in, in my life. So thank you for validating me and recognizing that, man. It really feels good. Absolutely, man. Congratulations. And yeah, one day at a time, man, just want to keep at it. But I feel like, you know, you're not shit without your health. Uh, and you don't realize how lucky you are until like that goes away. Yeah. Same with family, yeah, friends, and 
all that. And you know, I've lost all those things at one point in my life or another. And, mm. and, um, to have it like, and like to walk down the street, yo, and like, see like so many kids like younger than me or my age or a little bit older or whatever. And they have fucking nothing, dude. Like absolutely nothing. Like the homelessness problem out here is wild out of control. And I don't know if they're dual diagnosis where they're like addicts and they have, you know, brain problems and, and psychological problems or whatever, or just, I, I don't think it's laziness. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's either addiction or it's psychological problems. The fact that that isn't me is a fucking miracle to me mm. and, and gives me enough like oomph to usually keep going and moving throughout the day. Um, when, when you're riding hill, high on the hill and then you're in the Valley and right now I'm in the Valley, literally, literally and figuratively I live in the Valley, but also, you know, I just came off of like two and a half months of really great work and being published and going to Costa Rica with rap homies and, and doing all this cool LA type shit. And now it's like, Oh, it's about to be the fall and I don't know what to do. Yeah. But you know what? I have skills and I'm healthy yeah. and I have talent and I have a network and a good personality and I have my wits about me and I have my health. Yeah. And that's way more than the fucking person that I just walked over has. So my yeah. attitude of gratitude is just like out of control. I imagine there's a lot of that ups and downs out there. It is, in man. Angeles, and that's why you know, I... it's more like we're in, in DMV, like everybody's got their nine to five and the family. It's all very seems a lot more even yeah. keeled than like i feel like la is a lot of super highs and a lot of lows thank you for saying that too and that's also why it makes it almost easy it's easier to deal with that out here than it was back home because huh. and this is no slight against any of my friends or whatever but that my friends they are nine to five and they are built in with a salary and a house and children and whatever like and they're kind of you know from my outside perspective kind of set yeah i'm struggling and it's like yeah oh i got to hang out with lp and like they're like i don't give a fuck i have a 401k it's like <laughs> there is no like, relatability you know to yeah. any any of my day one homies that i grew up with or my family you know they thought i was trying to be a rapper forever i'm like no i just like, <laughs> video like man, i think maybe you drop in the hot i don't know i heard some bars i heard some bars beginning. too i don't know man <laughs> let's do one song but, shawnee we'll do one song all right, one song, one song. All right. But uh, but but Chuck has to go right for me. Chuck will go. Oh, I actually kind of like this idea a lot, but yeah, it cannot. We'll do it. We'll do it, it cannot be that beat that you played at the beginning because that shit is all oh, mine. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That joke, yo, that yo, that joke's fine. That joke's fine. Um, no, but yeah, it does make it easier knowing that other people are on the same hustle that you are, and yeah. they also they can understand and they can be there for you when because they know that they know the deal dude like i'm on a show for three months and then i don't work for the next nine mm. what do i do with the nine months you know it's like learning learning those hills and valleys is really 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 important and i'm glad i'm learning them now in early sobriety and in a new city while i'm still finding my legs so hopefully it'll all be just kind of rhythm in the next two years three years four years well i'll be able to you know like kind of muhammad ali this thing and rope a dope it and and i feel like you're gonna meet a have a, i feel like you're gonna meet a woman soon and that's gonna change everything for you i would like to because we can talk about the la dating scene next, i like <laughs> i just feel it he's gonna walk out with that shirt tomorrow chuck that shirt <laughs> is a magnet all of a sudden things are is gonna that from the happening. bullets yeah, 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 exactly. It's a bullet. Did you see the blue watch that I was wearing with it too, by the way? That's actually a good color match, right? So That's... were you wearing that just in case you went to Compton? 
<laughs> That's a good point. Like, I feel like you can't you play both sides the, of the fence. You should have sent him the black the joint. Yeah. I didn't have a large black, otherwise he would have got that one. But <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, no, the dating scene out here. I mean, that's honestly the it's funny. It's a funny pivot because, like, that's actually the thing that's you know I've been trying to work on next. You know, like I, I had like a four or five kind of like little step plan for myself when I left, and it was like, okay, cool, like, mm-hmm. okay, clean up your act, chill out, yeah, move to LA, start working, and lose weight. Huh. I guess that's five. And then after that was deal with what you need to do to find somebody that loves you. And, you know, cause you'll be a different person. Right. And I am a different person. Right. So hopefully that will resonate, you know, outside of me and attract, you know, somebody hopefully not toxic or who I used to be. Mm. And I find that I am attracting similar people to when I was, at my worst and it's a very very kind of telling thing that i've actually talked to like my roommate about huh. who's a, a female and into like you know spirits and and witchcraft and like stuff i'm like what is wrong with my spirit what color do you see is it blood like what? <laughs> is it jim Beam? what do you see like why am i attracting all this weird kind of negativity and it's just something that i'm trying to i'm literally like trying to work on right now um, mm. but also try to fill into the old adage that people say it's like, well, if you're looking for it, it's never gonna come around and love always happens when you least expect it. And sure. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna go out on a Friday night, how am I gonna find it either? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not gonna find it watching my Netflix queue eating crab steak. I don't know who's delivering the crab steak. <laughs> Hopefully Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call back crab steak. I, I'm never going to let that go. I I think it's amazing. I still feel like the definition is it's loosely defined. It's which a crab is, cake. It's not. I mean, no. That's. Much. I mean, I think if it was a crab cake, it would have been called a crab cake. Yeah, but if it's so, you're saying it's a crab steak. Like you're pulling that out of a crab shoulder, and it's just that large that you can just slice it off, and then it's it's already there. Not a piece of pork, man. It's fucking. You think you, you got to pick that thing apart? You think it's. Okay. How would how big would a crab have to be for there to be a nice steak coming out? This crab those, would be the size of the room I'm in right now. It'd have to be one of those Japanese, Japanese the Japanese spider yeah. crabs are the only things yeah. that can produce the spiders. The the, the crabs that killed Amelia Earhart, obviously. <laughs> I love that episode for so many reasons. Dude. So you're finally lucky enough to <laughs> order the Amelia. crab steak, and they say, "How would you like it cooked?" Ooh. And you say, "Amelia Earhart raw." <laughs> no, I wanted Amelia Earhart red. <laughs> she was a ginger because you can't say bloody right you could say mustardy i guess mustardy i want that to mustardy i forgot about the mustard i was i was actually it was funny because one of the things that i was sad that we lost in the episode that we recorded was when we talked about that you and i went to high school together and you said something to the extent of and I'm going to remember it verbatim. You were like, I used to be, I used to be scared of Chuck Harper in high school, which I was laughing about. And then you shouted out, you were like, and then Sean Springfield and Steve Ember. So literally like four days later, I was back in town and I was in the, that was the two people I was with. Oh, big sauce. Big sauce. Exactly. Big sauce. And the homie, Steve Ember. And I was eating crabs for the first time in what had to have been over seven years. Mm. And I had eaten a lot of crab product since that moment 
but I forgot about the mustard and the lungs. I mean, I knew what to do yeah. once I was back in it. It's kind of like riding a bike, but I would say it's more like riding a bike in the rain through mud. <laughs> like you know what to do, but you still have to pedal pretty hard for the first couple strides. The Alaskan crabs don't have the mustard, do they? No, this this was the regular. The Maryland so you think crabs. The, you think the Japanese yeah. has it? I don't they, know. They mustardless? I don't know. Because every time I've had like Alaskan king crabs, I've never seen the mustard. I think it's right? just clean before you get it. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. There's also a few things I want to circle back with. You obviously want me saying digitally that I was afraid of you in high school. So I'll I'll implore you. Were you a bully, I Chuck? Would... Were you a bully or no? <laughs> he obviously was baiting me to do that. Was, so he a bu- was Chuck a bully in high school? <laughs> no, he just worked hard hard and had facial hair. So he freaked me out, you know? <laughs> That's even better than the first one. Chuck, you didn't pick you know up kids saying? in high like, school. Listen to Black Moon. He scared the shit out of me. I was going to say, you missed the other part about the system. Cars drive by with the booming system. Uh, I had right, I had right, a right. I had a bunk-ass car. I had a Ford Tempo. Yes. We used to call it the El Pimpo, and it was it was key lime green. I mean, this thing was not tight. It hey, might have been might have been five grand off the lot, but it had another G in the speakers. And this you had is speakers like, in it, yeah. This is nineteen ninety six money. Hell yeah! So yeah, it's like, like a three thousand dollars system today. Yeah, that was the era. So that obviously, was, yeah, you wanted that digital debt. So I'll implore you. Uh, I, I, no, I love you, you for it. You, you were great, and yeah, Steve was the neighbor. Steve was my neighbor at the top of the street, and um, last time, actually, I saw Steve Ember and Big Sauce, Sean Springfield. I shot uh, the homie Seth's wedding. Huh. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I shot his wedding, so uh, that was the last time I saw those boys, and uh, Kelly and Steve, and they're like, you know, he's got like half of a hockey team or something now. <laughs> children. I think he had four kids, but he has four kids now. I think he even had four kids yeah, at that point. Wow. I remember seeing a picture. They all had matching suits on. It was a good look. Nice. It was a good photo. Shout out to Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that your photo? Oh, shit. I didn't even put two together. Probably. I got a lot of good ones, man. There were some really photogenic kids. Um, you know, I got some really good photos from that wedding, actually. I was really happy with. But um, yeah, yeah. So totally afraid of you. Uh, crabs. Um, lungs are gross. Mm. Um, so let me, actually, I, I, I wanted to. Is this two a wrap? What's he doing? Is he wrapping up on us, Chuck? <laughs> yo, yo, gross. Yo, shout out. I love toast. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's one thing that you said on the last podcast about uh, it was either you or, or Cole that ordered like a uh, baby octopus out recently. Yeah. And I thought of like the Simpsons episode where they go to um, Itchy and Scratchy Land and Marge is looking at the menu and it's like, oh, all these items are so gross. And Lisa's like, yeah, well, they all pertain to like an animal product or something. And she's like, oh, all the baby guts. And the waiter goes, oh, lady, you make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I thought that was the rules. At least, it's like, mom, that's veal. <laughs> I thought of my goes. I was like thinking of the baby octopus and baby guts. <laughs> Just remember, we parked in the itchy lot. I use that reference I use every it all time. The time. I, I do it I all the time. IKEA or Walmart, yeah. and people are like, "What?" Is wrong with my you? wife is just doesn't understand that reference <laughs> like just remember we parked in the itchy lot <laughs> <laughs> who are you who are you that's amazing oh uh, one thing actually i do want to talk seriously about crabs for a second now i'm a butter guy go figure i love crabs <laughs> and my butt okay but my brother is the non-butter brother mm. he likes vinegar what do you know about that i like the vinegar i've come okay, around so i've come around, i've come around on the vinegar I think okay. I'm new to the vinegar. I'm, I might be a vinegar. Am I a double V? Am I a vinegar virgin? You might be. The The past few places I've been to, they've 
they bring it out. They bring Old Bay yeah. vinegar and the butter in the little cups. Yeah. We call that the Holy Triumvirate, by the way. <laughs> the mirepoix of the Mid-Atlantic. I'm a big fan of vinegar on the French fries. I'm a big fan of salt and vinegar potato chips. I love it. Yep. I don't know what that is. Thrasher's, Thrasher's French fries. Yeah. With the, with the vinegar. Anything oh, that can so hit good. like the, the hind, you know what I mean? Like the the yep. five and eight o'clock Mommy. on my tongue. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. My brother and his wife are super into it. And shout shout out to your brother, by the way, because I remember uh, he went to Catholic University. Right. For a, a hot semester. And then and, probably. And, <laughs> and in that hot semester, I went down with uh, Brian Leventhal. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Are you all... joking, dude? He just did his fucking draft with that hooligan. Did you really? So Brian, I met at the uh, uh, orientation at University of Maryland. Hmm. And then okay. he was like my fucking homie for the first year of college. Like, I want to say that we tried to orchestrate this thing where we became roommates uh, mm-hmm. in the second semester of my freshman year. But then I he ended up getting his own room. So I moved into the room with this cat, Mark Dorsey, who he had been his roommate. And Brian moved next door. And that was when I lived across the hall from Napoleon the Legend. So this is like actually and the wow. first time I met Cole. So it's kind of like how all these things sort of loop in to to one story but i remember going down and partying at catholic and meeting your brother for the first time because he hadn't gone to churchill i think he'd gone to maybe private school or he was older he went to prep with cole which is how i met cole in like 94 or 95 That's which is hilarious because i met him and right away i go are you sean's brother because you guys looked enough alike that right like the second i walked in the room they were like this is chuck and i was like oh are you you're are you sean's brother hilarious <laughs> And we partied hard that night. I remember. Oh yeah, that, that must was... have been his one his one semester. It would have been fall of ninety eight. <laughs> he got kicked out the day a- the day after for sleeping. Actually, he might have because things got pretty fucking grimy that night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the one who introduced me to Buzz. I mean, in ninety eight, you huh. know, I was like sixteen years old. He's a freshman. Buzz is popping. Nation is popping, and. That that was like my like genesis into that culture was like him and train spotting basically, and like that's why it was no it was no bother for me to get into like you know electronic dance music when it was like popping back off in like the mid to late two thousands around Baltimore and DC because like it was already like an itch that I already scratched in the in the mid nineties and it just came back around so you know shout out to my brother for introducing me to to Buzz you know during the heydays of Buzz. Mm. And I think I want to make sure that I tell Brian about this episode because actually the last time I talked to him, um, and, and we're definitely still cool. It's more just like, you know, people, you just live like people go in yeah. different directions. Right. And uh, For sure. he's, we were debuting. I wasn't in studio. It was only uh, uh, C's and, and Steve, and they were debuting a song that they had done for the sports junkies. Oh, and, we're, yeah, yeah. and we're talking about Chrome Bills. Are you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> And we're talking about Chrome Bills and mentioned my name in some capacity. And he shot me a note and said, dude, I just heard you shout it out on the sports junkies. And I was like, wow, I hadn't talked to him in a while. I was like, holy fuck, man. Good to hear from you. You know, it's funny. I, a lot of people, when I told them like I was doing this or like, I know you, they're like, oh yeah, I know them from the sports junkies. And I was like, right. Of course you do. Crazy. I forgot. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You guys still get a lot of love for that. It's a good look. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good look. They JP know, loves they, the Chrome Bill shirt. Do, he does wear the shirt, but do they ever play the song? I don't. I don't listen to the Sports Junkies, but I don't either. Yeah, I wonder if they ever actually play the song. We spent a lot of fucking time. <laughs> no, they did for a while. <laughs> did they? I okay, know good. they definitely did for a while. Yeah, good. I mean, they have a couple of nice tracks in the can, to be fair. So I think, I think they do. I think that they play something that's been submitted by a listener to kick off the show every morning. Right. Oh. Um, but that that's pretty nice and early. I think they start at six. Okay. Uh, but I know Schwartzy's got a couple of joints in the chamber too that are heat. He's always bringing this. He's always bringing it. Dude, he's killing it too. Actually, that's a good. Sean, are you connected with him at all? Who? You know that dude, Aaron Schwartz. Can't say that I do. No. So he's a he's a rapper. Oh, yeah. He was um, I want to say he was like Blake Nine's neighbor. This oh is shit! A, yeah. Shout out to Frizzy Blake. <laughs> right, wow. Frizzy Blake. It's, wow. it's funny how it all right. It's all connected. He was and just in L.A. Like two weeks ago. He started doing this uh, this thing that was called like Secret Swim Holes, where he was just filming it himself and going to crazy places. And like my man had the formula down because he would just bring like. You know, the crew would be like definitely include some nice looking women between 25 and 35. And they would go to these crazy places. And the fucking show got picked up by Travel Channel. And like he was doing it as a web series. Mm. Right. Mm. I feel like I want to. That's going to be my I'm going to connect you guys after we jump off this because that's. Yeah, he's a really, really good dude. I've known him for I mean, at this point, uh, not definitely not as long as I've known you, but probably 15 years. Uh, And and uh, is, you know, has did. Very similar, just like does not have a nine to five. Completely went in the like I'm I'm doing video. This is what I'm doing. Is he I'm in the DMV video. or is he in LA? Uh, I believe he's still in the DMV, but he's like right now he's probably in Thailand on a waterfall. That's where I want to be. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, eating fucking freeze dried shrimp out of a waterfall. You know. <laughs> <laughs> How did the freeze dried shrimp get in the waterfall? Stop asking questions. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Silence. Yeah, please, man. I'll take, you know, any hookup, anything I can get my hands on, man. It's, you know, it's, it's the life of a freelancer and, you know, it's weird. It's, you know, something I didn't, I, I, so originally like I wasn't going to do that. Like I didn't want to, you know, I'm in my twilight thirties. And if you remember anything I said, like 15 minutes ago, it's like, you know, I need security and salary and safety, you know, the, the, the three S's. And I was, uh, I was actually online to get a job for spectrum and i have no problem name dropping them they're a bunch of cunts mm. fucking they found me on who are you who are you yeah. who are you <laughs> the the compass of the west coast and they found me on indeed and they basically like you know played with me for four and a half months put me through all these interviews or whatever to become a documentary film producer for their new offices opening their new studio offices opening up in like redondo beach or something this time last year it was like july last year and a week before i moved to la they pulled my my application and fizzled the position and all that. And I that's the only reason why I went back to freelancing was because I had to, but I wanted like a full-time job. Um, and now it's like a year later, it's like, I don't know, man, like I like the freelance lifestyle, but dealing like what we were talking about earlier with the hills and the valleys, you know, and, and what to do when those, you know, the highs are highs and the lows are low are, are really, 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 really difficult to navigate. But you know, I um, I'm, I'm open and to any and all conversations as long as uh, you know, it involves fun and food and travel and film. You know, all those, all the F's. A couple we can't mention, but yeah. <laughs> Steve agrees. 
I'm writing a text to Gaslamp for you, bro. Oh, dude. Sean, getting all the plugs today on fucking Chrome Bills, baby. I love this. I want to shout out Dez, too, who went to a Mets game today. Uh, invited me to come to the game at probably about the fifth inning. Uh, I told him I was at work. I was like, I can't do it. Uh, I just left the office a few minutes ago. Um, give me more notice next time and replied with, uh, where are you at? I'm in Alphabet City. And then to my other comment said, if you say so. Uh, so <laughs> in a perfect world, I'll be with you. But I'm out here on Chrome Bills doing God's work. Uh, <laughs> oh, if you remember. Shout out to Des, though. I also have not. I don't know if Steve has, but I haven't played him the version of the verbosten song that's coming out on the new Chrome Bills album that me and him that uh, I think we definitely haven't played it because I'm going to redo my verse just for a minor a minor edit that Steve suggested that's fire. Uh, but this is this is dropping <laughs> definitely before the <laughs> end of 2019. The edit is fire. The edit is fire. It's just one, it's just one word. It's just fire. incorporating the word igneous. <laughs> Ooh, my favorite rock. Right. I'm under a rock. I'm good with teasing. I'm good with teasing. If you're good with teasing, what are you going to tease? I'll tease for Boston. Well, I think the mix you have, I'm too low. So maybe just play a portion of Dez's verse and kill it. uh, Dez goes first, right? Yeah, just play. Let's give like 30 seconds of this fire right here. All right, cool. Chrome Bills exclusive. Yeah, we got five song EP dropping before the end of 2019. Okay, peace to the DMV. Doing the B&E on your Airbnb. Yeah, that means I'm in the building. But I'll burn the building down, I feel like Milton. I feel like zilch, I feel like nil, I feel like nothing. I'm fine. I'm a dog drinking coffee, not bugging. I'm not a hot cousin, I'm not a cool dad. I'm a scrub, a rusty steel wool pad. Woo, that's enough. That's great. You gonna get this work. (laughs) I love this. Rocky Dennis. Fire. Fire. That's cool. So you guys are dropping. Have you talked about that on on other podcasts? Please, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we've done a good enough job of teasing it. I feel like I've at every opportunity that I've been giving, I've definitely mentioned it. Oh, have you really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know DJ Attic. We played. We kind of hijacked him at the end of Steve's 40th bad. birthday I party. Bad, I was very drunk. I'm like, you're gonna listen to this whole thing. We made him listen to the whole <laughs> joint. Smiling I mean, it's probably only like, for every song. <laughs> it's probably only like a 20 minute listen for five songs. Shout out uh, to John Bird, by the way. Love that guy. My guy. We've got uh, we've got Steve does the production on all the tracks. We've got nice. C's on a track, of course. Uh, nice. We've got Des on a joint, and then the song that C's is on also has Moses Rockwell. And then there's uh, three th- three songs that are just Steve and I. And you're just waiting for my verse to get nailed in, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And then when we get yeah. you doing this Saphir flow, this right. thing is wrapped. Oh, it's a wrap, okay. dude. I bring my metamorphic hot rocks whenever I do things. Yeah. <laughs> Meta- metaphor. Wow, that, there's a lot There's a lot to wrap with that. Metamorphic. Metaphor. Oh. Oh, Sean. You're 
Take a video, kid. What are you doing? Stay in your lane. <laughs> I like that Steve got the beat. He had I'm, waiting, to be ready. I'm waiting he for him like, to go. I'm waiting for him to go. What is this, the Breakfast Club? Fuck. <laughs> By the way, this could at least be an interlude because that's hilarious. Oh, that's great. I'm into it. Yo, shout out to Chrome Fury Bill. He said, What is this, the Breakfast Club? Oh, that's sick. I was telling Steve, one of my favorite moments of the whole uh, with record that that uh, C's put out was there was a song with Wax and Napoleon where oh, we actually wow. just made the chorus out of clips of Chrome Bills where we were like, we should do the chorus of us talking. And then we started cracking jokes about what we would do. And Father Scott just chopped it up. And it's real funny. There's just... <laughs> there's a couple zingers that just land right on beat there's something about people talking where they end up having rhythm to it that wasn't intentional and if you put like a drum behind it or do like a a drop out of the snare right when the pauses or something it can be really funny and uh that song is called uh please subscribe it's on the Mm -hmm. seize mics album with i highly recommend it to anyone that hasn't heard it you know what i what i could do though if you um like you would have to be in the DMV, but you know I could shoot a music video for one of the tracks off the EP. Oh, dude, be careful what you offer up. Well, you know you got to pay the Chrome Bill money, but you know it's oh, easy. That PayPal account is popping from all those shirts. Wow. <laughs> yeah, all the all the all the thirty five millimeters I'd be selling around town. What's the name? What's the name of the um the band? Ninety three Punks. Yeah, P U N X with Vic Mensa. There you go. Things are happening quickly. Oh, shit. Things are happening. Maybe I'll send you a care package. Oh, shit. Yeah, I need a care package, my dog. Two blue microphones. Cool. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? (laughs) God damn it. Oh, this was was you talking to GOK. Oh, wow. Keep it on low, but that's fast. That's the way things work these days, you know? That's dope. That would be another great Chrome Bills moment. I still think my favorite Chrome Bills moment is when Odyssey was on... And he was actually at my house and I was living in Manhattan or my apartment. Like I had a house mm. in Manhattan at my apartment. And uh, he got a text and realized that he was late for the open mic Eagle video shoot mm. for the, uh, what is that song? It's on, it's, I woke up hella early. What is it's uh, the song with like the, I'm not, I'm not going to remember it, yep. but he was late for the video shoot. And I of course turned into the skit and was like, wait, are you skipping? an open mic eagle video shoot to make sure we get everything captured in this chrome bills interview right now <laughs> uh celebrity re- uh, no is that the one yeah that's what it is celebrity uh what is that Redu- redux redux that's a banger by the way that's a banger. give me give me 20 seconds of that all right hold on let me pull it up i brought it up on the wrong computer why, why are you pull it up i'll say this thing that was kind of funny real quick about odyssey i had a similar moment i was coming back from new york this is like 08 i think or 09 and I was about to do a video with him. Oh, coming in hot. Yeah, fuck Sean. Right? Fuck. Coming in hot. Here. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'll finish this real quick. So anyway, I'm coming back from New York. And I was supposed to do this, this joint with Odyssey that premiered on uh, the website that I've been working for at the time called Video in My Backyard. We've been trying to link this video up together where we talk about gentrification and his hip-hop career in D.C. area and crabs in a bucket. All this other shit forever and ever and ever. And he calls me when I'm on the bus and he goes, yo. I'm in New York. 
I'm stuck here. I can't do the video tomorrow because Peter Rosenberg just linked up hmm. Saigon and MOP and Buckshot and Torre and all these people. And, and we're doing, we're recording an album right now and I'm doing all the beats and some of the verses and I'm so sorry to cancel on you, but this is really important. I said, dog, of course, do you. And about a month later, we ended up shooting the video. And about a month later, a Rosenberg Odyssey came out and it was that album and it's six tracks uh, that was produced. It was linked up by Peter Rosenberg, but produced by Odyssey. I don't know if I've actually heard that record. You, I literally just Googled it because I wanted to make sure I had the name right. And you can literally find it on Bandcamp. Okay. Not on, not on the Fi? For $1. I don't really fuck with the Fi, to be honest. I'm I'm lazy at the end of the day. I know, you know, th- this like Bandcamp is the American spirits of this situation, and I'm still smoking you. the Camel Blues. Uh, I, love <laughs> I love you. Thank you for the Jacks reference. Uh, <laughs> are, you on my, are you on my bust a Jack in this joint? Oh, yo, let me get that joint. <laughs> yeah, let me bust a Jack of a new No. I just know so many people that are fucking constantly like hitting refresh and click on Spotify to get like that one one thousandth of a percent of a penny. You know, I'd rather just buy your shit and own it, you know, for however long and make sure that you get like 80% of the money if I buy it on Bandcamp or whatever, 60%. You know, I I just want to own shit. I just I agree. Own shit. I know Steve as a DJ, I think one of the things, right, is that you can't you can't cut up the stuff on spotify right so like if you're gonna put it in serato you have to own the mp3 so at least you have djs dude I, this is this is actually my million dollar idea that i'll never implement but like a spotify for djs where you could be able to like a collaboration between spotify and serato where you just like here's access to every song that you can now cut up mm. it'd be a game changer for djs you know that'd be wild if you have an ill wi-fi connect yeah that's the move right yeah well you can store offline for spotify if you have the premium you just can't, which cut, is still you just like, can't cut them up like i still have to yeah. download mm-hmm. i have to either purchase or download illegally if it's not on whatever itunes mm-hmm. which is interesting because there's a lot of old stuff out there that is just really just hard to find yeah it's just not there some i was in like the, the saya and yeshua to poe d yeah that's not on there. all the other day and i was just like yo none of this stuff is out there like i was and what's weird is that it was an era where, you know, we were not all of this was like being purchased legally. Of course, like a lot of it was like uh, burned CDs being passed and forth, uh, back and forth and stuff like that. People were making little I wouldn't call them a mixtape because they weren't blended, but like basically just mix CDs. And uh, I would know something and I'd be like, well, this is the song that starts with Ken Boogaloo saying blank. Right. But like I would know nothing about the song or I'd. Or I'd even fall into like the Al Bundy trap of I'm like I'm like it's the one where the beat goes a booty deep boop boop a booty doo doo deep a booty deep doo doo a booty doo doo deep and people are just like what the fuck is this? That sign Yeshua track though, the, uh, a day like any other. That's like one of the ones. Days. Actually, it's funny you bring that one up. That's the one that's like really hard to find. That has like the ten different beats. That is one of the best rap songs ever recorded in history. I love that fucking. Uh, that song is so good. I I follow Yeshua on Instagram, and the other day he played like three sample records that were from like you Ooh. know three of the ten beats on there, Ooh. and I was like, "Yo, that's the one! That's the one!" Huh? Wow. And then I hit up so I hit up a friend of mine who just sent me a screenshot of the fact that they had the song on MP3, 
but uh, I've been checking the email and they still haven't actually sent the MP3. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, hook it, hook it. Put him on blast. <laughs> There's a Put jazz spastic song with uh, Matt Moorhead with Yeshua Depoidi. <laughs> Did you guys know that? What was that song? A jazz spastic song? What? There's a. Do you know the group, the Jazz Spastics? They're a production duo. I think they're out of UK. Shout out to Pen Pals. No. Yeah, those are the guys doing the stuff for the Pen Pals. Yep. They have a uh, track with Yesh. Yesh. You want to hear 10 seconds of it? Let's do it. Definitely. These guys are good. Uh, did I mute? I muted this, didn't I? You muted it because that. I muted them. Mm, I love it already. Top rock metaphors. Check. I fucking love this song already. It's been a long time, maybe too long. Just glad I made it out. This ain't about songs. Just had to wait it out. Just make them out wrong. It's been a while since I gave you style. Can't say that I'm gone though. Says it ain't playing out the way that I want to. Fuck am I going through? But beast at it. If we haven't at least wreak havoc on a beat. It's like Jurassic Six right here. Dude, so this is uh, they were the that was New Eurekan, right? That was the uh, what was the what was the Bobito label that uh, I saw Ron's Fondle like times came Fondle out on? Fondle Fondalum, yeah, that was some Fondalum stuff. I still think that We Be Foolish, Brighton Beach Memoirs. Oh my God! First of all, living in New York, anytime someone says Brighton Beach, I go Brighton Beach Memoirs, and they, no one has They're like, no, no. and I'm like, it's G Lot. <laughs> I'm like, you got to get on that. I was born July 3rd, 1976. Growing up, people said can will never be shit. Damn. Because I was determined to rock. I would sit in certain spots just earning my props, paying my dues, observing, learning a lot. Did dirt, well, earning a block. Mm. I'm just Fire. I'm, I'm listening. I'm trying to give the man his time. <laughs> Is this how we started the show? <laughs> Is this the C beat? You, uh, you got some fire over there. Kick, kick it, kick it. Are you talking to me? That was a Ken Boogaloo verse, by the way. I was not freestyling. Oh, I thought you were freestyling. No, I was just. That's the beginning of the We Be Foolish record. They're like, yo, can you put it up and fondle them? Who's stopping them? Yo, I started rocking them. It's like dominoes. I hit them and I'm dropping them. One after another, they call it a daisy chain. They're like, Billy Vanilli, can you make it rain? I'm like, fuck Beyonce, you can say my name. Uh, peace to Shawnee Cameras. Came on the show for the second time. I'm a flexor rhyme. Where's these at? I beat it up like my kneecaps. Say my rhymes are the tightest. Then the doctor says I got some arthritis. It's diagnosed with being old. I'm diagnosed with being dope. Hey. And even between the nose, yo, that's how the flows. Uh, uh, I represent Church Hill. <laughs> I know. If you say uh, it like that, if you say I represent Church Hill, it sounds a little bit different than I represent Churchill. No, it's like I, I always picture Capadonna, right? Where he's like Park Hill. Oh, the same thing as Church Hill. 
represent Church Hill. See my face. See my face on a million dollar bill. Cash it in and get $10 back for Fat LP with cappuccino on the wax. Oh, oh, that's my shit. That's oh. one of the best rap verses ever written, period. Hands down. I'll battle anybody. That's one of the best. Hands down. Don't, add, him Don't add him. I do think I have- that- I do think that's not a real phone number, though. I've typed it out. There's like, wait, <laughs> there's 12 numbers in there. 917-160-049-311. There's just like there's a couple extra digits in there. Did he really damage every MC that could step in his direction, though? <laughs> I mean, that part's probably true. That is probably true. I actually have uh, distinct memories. This is kind of funny. So I went on a trip with Capadonna um, years ago. This is for, oh, I think this was oh six. 506 i went down to miami hmm. for uh this is when miami music week now and ultra is what it became was uh used to be called uh, the wmc's the winter music conference shout out to steve gordon he's the one who brought me down there because it was obviously steve. you know ultra was like a very small thing that happened in biscayne bay park or wherever it was by the, where the heat play and then all week every day noon to night whatever through the next day was uh, all the clubs, all the hotels, all everywhere was just popping with music. But there was also like a really kind of a interesting little like hip hop thing that was happening too, where you could run into like a couple parties that were not just like, you know, breaks or uh, like freestylers type stuff or like, or, or drum and bass or jungle, whatever. It's like you would find some like legit hip hop dudes down there. Um, and one of those was, well, Capadonna and him being from Baltimore and Steve from Baltimore and me cutting my teeth in Baltimore. We fly down there together. That's a whole other podcast mm. to begin with. I don't even know where to begin the craziness of it, but it did. The first night that we were together ended up with me and my boy and Steve and App and somebody else. I can't remember the name of his boy that he brought with him at like six in the morning, smoking blunts on the corner and freestyling with Capadonna. <laughs> and the genius that I decided to unpack at that time was mm-hmm. I have seven Mac 11s, about 838s, mm-hmm. and 9s, 10 Mac 10s. The shit never Did ends. you try to pass that off yeah, as your own as your own verse? Or no, no, it was just okay. the only thing I knew off the top of the... Do you think I was... Man, come on. <laughs> damn, damn. Wow. Yeah, we've heard that one No, before. that's just like... That's like my go-to, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. That's a classic. Every bar in Reunited, or every bar off Wu Tang Forever, but like, or the, the the Biggie freestyle verse, you know, from the live show. Yeah. So anyway, that was, and that's how I ended the night. Then I went back to the hotel and I passed out. But and that's my freestyle <laughs> rapping with Capadonna. Was right. that a, that verse was on what the show? Was it on the show? Is that the soundtrack that it was on? What, that's what, a good question. That no, that verse was on. Um... How did where did everybody hear that verse? Yeah, either the show. Or, I think it is the. Sh- I think uh, it is the show. Fuck it. Or yeah. one of those, one of those Vlad mixtapes that came out. Uh, the rap, uh, rap phenomenons. Oh, was out. it on rap phenomenon? No, but it's on. Come on, it's on the second album. I just googled it. It I was okay. It, like, back it up. Yeah. Okay. Fact, you're right. It was on. Come on. You're you're right, Chuck. I think it was out before that, though. To your point, because there's the freestyle version is the freestyle version is the Biggie Tupac. But the freestyle version is what I'm is the one that everybody knows. But then he put it on that. Come on, come on with Sadat X, right? Come on, motherfucker, come on. Is Sadat X on that? Uh oh no. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was Sadat X. All right, let's. So I got I got a Capadonna story for you that it just hit and it's like a nice fabricated segue. When you said it was that. 
I opened up for Capadonna at a, it was a strip mall in Virginia. It was not the carpool. Sounds it was fun. somewhere else where we used to play. And where Jax was maybe. It wasn't Jax either though. It was one other spot. I remember playing a bunch of shows there. I remember playing there with Thundercats. Yeah. Back when like Slim C and K Beta, Overrock, Featherweight. This particular show, uh, Cam and I opened as Resonation, and then uh, shout out to Jason, obviously. And then Capadonna played last. But the person that opened up DJing before our set just won their second back-to-back DMCs this weekend. Oh, Shout out to the homie DJ Throw Dizzle. Throwdown. Oh, Throwdown. Throw Dizzle, DMC Wait, wait, he won again? He won again, yeah. Yep. I don't know if that's actually... Is this Crumbles exclusive? No, it was on Instagram like the very next day, if not the okay. same day. I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good for him, man. He Fuck he yeah. tried his his damnedest for so fucking long, man. And shout out to Gorilla Fist, obviously the homie Jeff. Yeah, it's big for you them know, too, right? Yeah, they I had hope the, so. They Actually, had the I, they had the vision. Shit. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, Jeff's another day one homie, man. I actually talked to him today. He's supposed to be doing t-shirts for me. Um, and he's been endorsing. Yeah, throw down forever and fuck man yeah that dude put in a lot of work and a lot of time and another dude that i just felt was really ill that never got his just due was like as one man Artie mm. was nasty still oh, he's nasty. going on he's fuck he's yeah. uh supremacy champ he's going on he's going to battle he? yeah that's the u.s supremacy champ he's going to battle in london so yeah throw down and as one be representing the united and that's states that's amazing yeah shout out to the rock villains yeah Steve, are you going to come up here for the Goldie Awards? Uh, or not the Goldie Awards, when, but the, what is uh, it? When is the awards. No, yeah, you're right. It's a Goldie's. When is it? Is I'm it an a, awards? Like, I mean, I feel like it's a battle. It's a well, Thursday yeah. night in October 17th. And then you get an award. Cool. Shout out to A-Track. Yeah, I'm with it. I'll come up. I'll see what I can do, because Henrock can sometimes hook it. Dope. Just because he's, you know, hey, we, in, uh, in we're the at two hour, We're at two hours of uh, madness here. Gems. Yeah. Gems. <laughs> see? You didn't think it could be done. Actually, like I like this better than the lost episode for what it's worth. I had a lot of fun tonight. Hell I had yeah. a lot of fun then hell too. Yeah. But hell yeah, it's it's always well, nice to know that it's a deep, deep well. Dude, we can keep going. Easy. I've never shut the fuck up, but I, I respect you guys. Uh, Eleven thirty. Big shouts to the East Coast. Yeah, we got that East Coast. Uh, you, guys have, you got jobs and and uh, and careers and salaries to maintain. I well, I gotta go meet Des, so you know. Are you oh, you gonna God. go kick it with Des right now? Ten eleven thirty on a weeknight? Absolutely not. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a meeting no at nine a.m. Okay. Yeah, I'm working with porn tomorrow, so you know that's my life. But um, Did you say you're working yeah. a porn? <laughs> no, corn, corn. Oh, corn. Oh, that's right. You said that earlier. It broke up for a little that's... bit. I was like, really? Yeah. How did we wait? But it's like you know, what's the lead that? singer? Like if the lead singer is still the band, then that then that's the band. Like Guns N' Roses is just Axl Rose, you know, for all those years. You know what I mean? So you could it could just be Jonathan Davis, and that's like corn, and you could just have a a, a roving band of musicians, mm. studio musicians playing with you, and it's that's corn. That's Guns N' Roses. You can't do that if like you're the drummer. I mean, I feel I don't know. I could be wrong. That's why I don't spit hot fire. That's why I fucking videotape. <laughs> Is there any drummer that could do that? Maybe Travis Barker. Uh, yeah, Travis Barker, absolutely. And um, I forgot his name, but he was in Battles, uh, that Brooklyn band. They were like also part of Helmet. Um, he was like the lead of that of of Battles. Like that was like his band. Huh. Um, and and obviously, uh, fucking Anderson Pac. Yeah, every Boom. Anderson Pac. 
Anderson Pock. That guy's a crazy talent. How talented is that fucking guy? Unbelievable. Dude, amazing. Unbelievable. Dude, that verse on the on the uh, Bandanas album, hmm. the Freddie Gibbs Mad Lib, yeah. the Anderson Pack verse, like yeah. getting loose, getting loose for people. Yeah, thank you for putting that into my repertoire. I need to fucking get that shit. I've been bumping that new Jadena album. It's so good. So good. It's so good. The 85 to Africa shit. Man, it's been Yo. on it's been on repeat for like the past couple weeks. Wait, why am I sleeping on this? What is it? Uh, because like uh, this is a guy like, you know, he had a song called Classic Man, I think, that was like yep. I was like, you know, I don't this isn't really my cup of tea. Then I heard this 85 to Africa Africa record. I was like, this is all really and it's it goes in like different phases where it's like all right this is kind of hip-hop trappish then it's like this is afrobeat this is experimental it's they're all it's well done it's a it's a well-produced record well-written record very well produced yeah and like you said dips in and out of mad different styles like if it came out in may it would have been like the album of the summer it's very it's it's very good i would recommend it really 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 good i was bumping that the entire time in fucking costa rica it was so good. Good. It was yeah, perfect that's, vibes. That is a perfect vibe for Co- Costa Rica. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know. I mean, what's uh, you're the first person I've talked to that's been into it like I've been into it's it. So what's your good. what's your what's your uh, favorite? Give me your top. Give me top three. I I got three. Hold on. Let me go back to my library because I gotta like pull it up because I'm old. Okay. Um. Okay. Hold on. Eighty five to Africa. I love uh, worth the wait. Worth the weights. The giant. Worth the weights of dope. Uh, Sufi woman. Sufi woman's Sufi good. Sufi woman. <laughs> Give me room till I fall asleep. Yeah, that's the shit. Uh, vaporizes ill. Eighty-five to Africa. Susu. Susu. Yeah, those are the top five. Those are the top five. Okay. All right. See, so you named your top five, and I'm not mad at them. And I think those are not even my top five. So there you go. Amazing. Yeah, that's how good the album. That's is, how though. good the record is. It's yeah, Chuck. There, oh, this so one's good. like the most. Here, this is. Look at how I do it with the bad boost. On the 16th Street, bad boost. Come on, don't want a suit, looking like a cape. So ahead of my time, I should probably wait. Lady on my arm, lady on her arm. Leprechaun down with the lucky charm. Taking out your whole team like I'm black bone, nigga. Then got no D like a strap on. Yeah, they probably got a hundred failures. Woo. What song yeah. is that? That's Babouche. That's Babouche featuring Gold Link. There you go. Do you follow on Instagram uh, Subway Creatures? Nope. I, I do, definitely. So good. Uh-huh. So if you've been watching the past few weeks or a month or two, they've um, they've had a bunch of like random like uh, musicians do like pop-up sessions. I don't know if they're like affiliated with this promo or whatever. Mm. But they had like some country western dudes like pop up at like, you know, the train station and at 34th Street or whatever, or like Delancey Street. And it's like, yo, that's like a Grammy Award winning fucking musician. And mm-hmm. he's there with like a nine piece, like doing an impromptu set. This all relates because Jadena did one a couple of weeks ago in front of Barclays Center. Wow. Really? Him and a microphone and a fucking speaker with his wild hair and like these tight ass pants. And he's like running up to girls and like rapping in their face. It's fucking amazing genius oh i'll have to check that out yeah i'm sure people have there's tons of footage of that yeah i i just saw it through through the subway creatures account which is huh. it's everything it's okay. a, it's my best fo- one of my best follows subway sure. creatures okay shout outs yeah dude check it out it's all it's basically all new york and i was actually going to send uh 
I saw this dude, yo. I could send you the photo. I was on the train headed back from from uh, my appointment downtown today. And there's this old dude who's like 78 years old. And this will be the last story. He's like 78 years old. And he's got a he's got two things on him that say that are just amazing. His hat is this like almost like a diamonds, like a diamonds company hat, you know, with like a Malibu bill and whatever. And it says copy slut. <laughs> Dude's like 84, right? And then the shirt he's wearing is like mustard yellow with some broke black typeface font and it says white people for black lives matter or something like that <laughs> tucked into some like corduroys and some like new balances i was like yo this dude is he's extra stunting. woke. he's extra woke. extra woke copy slut <laughs> wow. i gotta find this so you don't think i'm crazy <laughs> it's oh yeah white people for black lives matter and the copy slut and i'm going to show you the car that i stumbled across on the way home where all the windows were smashed out and spray painted bitch <laughs> i love i love my neighborhood dude it's so good <laughs> that for a dull moment there you go i'm gonna send it to you just so you're like right. okay sean's fucking stupid <laughs> but this might be a good point to wrap it up and maybe don't include this in the last all right that's fine <laughs> maybe Maybe right. edit this out. All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's finish it up. You get to name uh, what episode number did Please. you say you wanted? One sixty one or one sixty? Oh, a one sixty a. Is that what we're doing? I was just I was just fucking around, man. All right. You can All be right, one. You'll be one sixty one then. Shout yeah, out. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I know uh, uh, Sloppy Joe was anxious, a little disappointed that we lost the, f- the first one, but I think the second one was dope. That's just Costa Rican dope. roommate right there. That's it, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate you giving us twice the time. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, send oh, the, send dude, the, send you're welcome. Back. Welcome back whenever, because this yeah. is a lot of fun, and obviously we can just let it ride for a while with the three of us. So, anytime, man. Obviously, yeah, just dude. amazing, amazing content for everyone out there, myself included. That was a lot two, of fun. Yeah, hell yeah. Two things. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, boys. Mm. Uh, I love you, and I'm so grateful to be back here, and I love just talking and rapping and whatever and it's it's amazing so thank you again for having me on i'm happy to do it any fucking time without and uh now that cole's retired maybe i'll just like slide into the slot number there you go he's like go coming for that third mic (laughs) you know i mean i'll just like make the illy crab steak hang on to the blue microphone we need free we need freestyle energy though so you got to be up for the freestyle energy all right i'll step my bars up step your bars up my bars up no, real talk. So much fun. Love yep. you guys. Hell really yeah. appreciate it. And uh, anytime you want me back, dude, I'll, uh, dude, I'll call. I'll, I'll do whatever I need. No I doubt. love it. No doubt. Anytime. Absolutely. This has been Chrome Bills 161 with the one and only Shawnee Cameras. Peace, y'all. Golf clap. All right, we'll wrap right there. Uh, yeah, hit. Um...